Oh, baby, we never saw it coming, but the big dog is back. Roman Reigns came home and he's got some new teeth and a new attitude. Welcome, everyone, to the Chick Foley Show. I am here with the heel husband, Seth Phelps. This is a, um, you know, repeat appearance, but, you know, only been on a few times. And we got uh, the MVP, Marco Denton, on the line. How you doing, Marco? I am doing swell on this fine Wednesday night, not a Thursday night. It's, uh, it's a little... A little different jumping on tonight. Oh, sounds like you're doing good. It's Miller time. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll get some housekeeping out of the way. We have a packed show to talk about SummerSlam and uh, NXT 30. We're currently watching NXT as it's going on right now. So, And we have payback coming up this weekend. So lots of stuff to talk about. But uh, like I said, some housekeeping um, you can find our t-shirts over at prowrestlingtees.com. We have some awesome new designs. I see Marco is rocking one of our new designs tonight. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Chick Foley, and you can follow Marco on the Twitter account at Chick Foley Show. Any questions you have, you can send to questions at chickfoleyshow.com. And, um, yeah, let's, let's get into this. We have four no, three new patrons, Marco. Um, super excited to welcome these guys to the Foley fam. We have Anthony Aguilar, Jonathan Barnett, and Joshua Garcia. Thank you guys so much for your support. It means a whole lot. You're um, welcome to the Facebook group. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to have Seth tell you about we have a, yet another giveaway this week. Uh, we are giving away an Eagle Moss Bret Hart figure, and I'm going to have Seth give you all the details for that. Yeah, so the latest giveaway, this one's going to be all centered around just listening to the podcast. So basically, you get a chance to win just for doing something that you're already doing. So to enter, all you got to do is take a screenshot of your phone listening to this week's episode of the Chick Foley Show, and then DM that to either Sheena on Instagram, or you can send it to, to Marco on Twitter, and then we'll tally them all up, and we'll do a, a live raffle on the show next week. The winner's going to get one of these Eagle Moss statues. If you haven't seen them, they're, they're really cool. They're perfect for... You know, it's something to just put a little bit of flair on your desk. Uh, they're smaller than a pop. I think they don't look quite as cartoonish either. They look like something, you know, you could have and not feel like a little kid on your desk at work or whatever. Um, so definitely hit it up. Uh, send us that screenshot and for your chance to win. Awesome. All right. Before we get inside the squared circle, we do have an announcement for all of our Foley fam and loyal listeners out there. It is no surprise that life is super crazy for all of us right now. And there's so many unknowns heading into the fall with kids and work and COVID and all the things. And unfortunately, due to some unforeseen obligations, our very own hot take kid, Phil Gentile, is no longer able to be a part of the Chick Foley show. Um, it's a lot of work, you guys, to show up week in and week out and be prepared to record a weekly show, especially with all the wrestling that you have to watch and all of that. And uh, for two years, uh, HTK and myself, along with the MVP, have been committed to showing up and entertaining our Foley fam. So I wanted to take a moment and thank Phil for all the hard work he's done for the show and the community. Um, and there would be no Chick Foley show without the Hot Take Kid. But um, don't be too heartbroken, fam, because HTK is, will still be alive and well in the group. He was slinging action figures and cooking all the things and drinking all the high noons. Um, but we want to take a moment to wish Phil well on all his future endeavors. Um, and our very own MVP, as you probably heard earlier in the show, has taken over the Chick Foley show Twitter. Um, and we have a brand new co-host here in the heel husband, Seth Phelps. So... 
welcome Seth to the Chick Foley show. Um, so let's go ahead and get inside the squared circle. This uh, this segment is sponsored by Chalkline. You can use code Chick to save fifteen percent off your order. Let's jump right into Takeover. Takeover was on Saturday. We had Takeover thirty. Uh, what were your overall thoughts on the Takeover show, Marco? Um, another great show from a uh, from a NXT. Um, it seems like it's been it's been a like a kind of like a spread from when they had our last like the their last pay per view. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. like it was like it's been in forever it's not since they put one on, but uh, uh, the, technically in the COVID era. But uh, I really enjoyed it. All the matches were. Uh, superb in my in my uh in my memory anyway um especially the uh the the main event with uh Karrion Cross and and Keith Lee that was a battle of the big men um it was everything i expected as well in that type of match uh the latter match was uh the latter match was probably like my favorite match out of the whole pay-per-view um, it was a lot of fun yeah Bronson Reed really showed um he belongs in NXT and he's a uh, he's going to come up as one of their uh, main stars pretty soon but yeah overall definitely Definitely enjoyed the show. For sure. Seth, what did you think the highlight of the show was? Uh, to me, it was probably the main event. It's my first time getting to see uh, Killer Cross or Carry On Cross, as he's known in NXT in action. Uh, the entrance was cool. Definitely liked his match with Keith Lee, even though it was a little bit uh, slower paced than what we're used to seeing in a TakeOver main event. Overall, it was a good show. I think uh, TakeOver was definitely hurt by not having a crowd. That's the one thing you can always count on at a TakeOver show is the crowd just really bring the show to life um, and it, it suffered for the just the overall presentation, especially now that WWE is running shows in the, the Thunderdome on the main roster. It really makes the performance center just look a little bit drab. Um, I actually think they were at full sale, but still similar setup to what they've had at uh, the performance center. And it just didn't really work for me on uh, the presentation wise, but the match is still all delivered, you know, from Finn Balor um, all the way through to the main event. It was good action. I'd say it was definitely close to uh what the the bottom half of the rankings for takeovers overall, but that just shows you the overall quality of takeover because it was still uh, better than about ninety five percent of the wrestling shows you're going to see out there. True, but you you kind of mentioned that Carrion, uh, well, he's known as Kieran here on the on the Chick Foley show. So um, you mentioned Kieran and. Um, you know, Keith Lee was a little bit slower, but, you know, as we know now, he separated his shoulder like midway through the match. So I think it was coming I mean, like he was performing with a bat with a bad shoulder. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they had to adjust with that. So, there, you know, who knows what it would have looked like had they had Carrion been able to stay healthy. I'm sure he was just trying to protect or Keith Lee was just trying to protect him. And, you know, Carrion was kind of favoring his arm and everything, um, which brings us to, you know, tonight, uh, actually, since we're already here talking about it, Carrion Cross had to relinquish the NXT title. He did defeat Keith Lee to um, to win the NXT title and then he had to relinquish it tonight. But next week on Tuesday, we are going to get a freaking phenomenal four-way Ironman match. Um, we have Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, and Adam Cole going head-to-head in a four-way Ironman match. So I'm super stoked. Heel Husband thinks somebody's watching his universe because, you know, I, I've never heard of a of a four-way Ironman match, and he literally booked one like two weeks ago in his NXT or in his uh, 2K universe. Yeah, actually, I wasn't even sure if it was even a thing that could be done, but I kind of had the idea and I got on create a match and was able to set it up. So kind of funny. I know it's probably just a coincidence, but uh, still pretty cool that we're actually going to see it in action next week. Huge match. Definitely one of the biggest matches in uh, NXT history. Um, just I hope Carry on, Cro- uh, Carry on Cross can come back quickly because he's definitely uh, a superstar uh, just mm-hmm. waiting to happen. You know, I think he's going to translate really well in the main roster also. So it could be a situation like we saw with uh, Drew McIntyre where 
after he lose after he dropped the belt the next time we saw him was on the main roster because he definitely has that kind of vibe uh but one thing I'll say, I I know we heard separated shoulder. That was all the reports. I think it's got to be something a little bit more than that because a separated shoulder, you know, a lot of times you see NFL players, they come back for that in like two weeks or so. So it would be interesting to see what the overall damage was to a shoulder. And mm-hmm. it's just that much more respect that he was able to carry on the match with a, a, a Haas like Keith Lee. For sure. For sure. Um, so also, can we talk about our, our boy, Pat McAfee? I'm not even going to front. You know, I was I was really down on this match and then – he kind of showed out. I mean, you know, the, he still looked a little bit green, but like he definitely exceeded my expectations for just somebody coming in and like wrestling with one of the best wrestlers in the world, Adam Cole. Um, what did you think about Pat McAfee, Marco, since he, since this was a shoot fight and all, you know? Oh, yeah, it was a, it was a totally shoot fight. Nothing kayfabe about it. <laughs> I mean, no. Um, but yeah, no, he uh, I, I'd seen a lot of people on Twitter saying he's like, that's like probably the best in-ring celebrity debut uh, for WWE, like just like a celebrity coming in off of off the streets, pretty much. Obviously, he's an athlete, and most 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 athletes take uh, to wrestling pretty fast. Uh, if you look at like the uh, Shayna Baszler's and the and the Ronda Rousey's and stuff like that, True, they kind of but, but they're but they're actually fighters though. Yeah. Pat McAfee is a punter. You know what I mean? That's, like I don't yeah. know how. Like I would have never thought in any universe that that would translate to wrestling. You know what I mean? Like we we've seen other people come in and it just does does not work. But yeah, yeah he. He did really freaking well. And he's got the chops. You know what I mean? He's got, he can like speak on the mic and make you believe it. And he, he has that really crappy heel persona, you know, like you just hate him. Like you just hate his face. You oh, hate yeah. his, like his uh, <laughs> attitude, all of it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was very impressed and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, no, definitely. I, uh, the other, the other takeaway, I didn't know he could do like a uh, moon salts and stuff like that. That was pretty, uh, that was that came yeah. out of nowhere. I was like, "What?" I was like, "What the hell?" Like, you could tell he's been probably like dabbling in, in wrestling because he's been with the company for like well, like a couple of years now. So he's yeah. probably just been, you know, jumping in the ring while he's at the performance center or with the NXT guys and stuff like that. So Dude. it was like inevitable, but he was Who pretty impressed. In the pre-show, could get you in that kind of ring shape. You know what I mean? I know, right? Definitely. <laughs> pretty. Much. Um, we do have a new NXT North American champion, uh, Damian Priest. I called it. Um, oh. I just, I had, I had just had a feeling. You know, D- WWE keeps trying to make Damian Priest happen, even though I, I just don't want it to happen. <laughs> um, that match was was really good, though. What did you think about the ladder match, Seth? Uh, great match. I think, you know, Marco touched on it earlier. I think it was a real star-making performance for Bronson Reed. Um, I'm not a huge Damian Priest fan. I really feel like he's basically Baron Corbin part two. So- solid in-ring performer, but doesn't got a lot of charisma. He's lost so many big matches, though, so far that if he lost this one, I think he kind of would have been dead in the water. True. So from just from a booking standpoint, I get it. Um, but me as a fan, I would have rather seen uh, Cameron Grimes win. I think Cameron Grimes is going to be huge um, once they really pull the trigger on giving him a big push. I think he's got a lot of charisma and he's great in the ring. And then Bronson Reed is my first time really seeing him in action. And I, I was a fan. He looked really good. I love the, uh, the Bam Bam Bigelow gear. Yes. Very, ready to see that as an action figure. So hopefully once we, uh, they get one rolled out of him, that's the attire that, that they decide to go with, but it, it was a good match, you know, really good match. And we'll see what Damian Priest can do, but uh, I, I don't have a lot of high expectations for, for a, a memorable title reign from him. 
Yeah. No, he's going to have to get some new jeans if he's going to get over with me. <laughs> um, but um, lastly, in NXT news, we did see uh, tonight Brizongo won the NXT tag title. So super awesome. Super excited for those guys. Um, and then, yeah, it looks like NXT is still going on, but we'll let you guys know if anything else comes up as yeah, we're. It was long overdue for Tyler Breeze to get some gold in WWE. This guy, I've been a yeah. huge fan of his. Um, this first is his time first I, title? First time he's yep. ever had. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I didn't even realize in, that. In uh, WWE, and he's been there for a long time. Um, first time I actually saw him in action was at the take the NXT house show in San Jose. They called it the Untakeover. It was you know just a legendary house show, but wasn't on TV or anything. And uh, he fought in one of the first matches of the night. It was the first time I've ever seen him, and I was just hooked. Dude had so much charisma. It was mm-hmm. just a, you know kind of a throwback to those over the top characters from from eighties and and early nineties wrestling. And uh, I'm just really proud to see him you know, finally get some gold and uh, hopefully he can use this to springboard to bigger and better things. Cause I think the guy's just, you know, a, a real superstar. Yes, I absolutely agree. Any more thoughts on NXT uh, Marco, before we move on to SummerSlam? Uh, we have to talk about the, uh, the most epic triple H finger point pitcher. I think in recent memory, I'm not sure if you guys seen this floating around. Oh, it's I must the, uh, have missed it. You, you didn't see this. It's a uh, Damian priest. Yeah, I saw that. In the I hot tub that. with the, it's like two girls. He's like, he's in the hot tub. He has a bottle of champagne and it's two, what two girls, one on each side. And then triple H is like outside of the hot tub, but just like pointing at, uh, at Damian. It's the greatest, it's the greatest oh, triple H. Everyone's God. calling it the greatest triple H point pitcher. I saw the, I saw the, I saw the Damien Priest thing where he like jumped in the hot tub, like in his full jeans, you know, with the, with the chicks. But I did not know that, um, Triple H did a finger point. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to send you, I'll yeah. let me see if I have I know, it saved. Uh, so, oh yeah, I do. Wow. One of the females is, uh, Brandy Lauren. She's actually an NXT signee. I'm not sure who the other one was, but I was wondering if they were poking a little bit of fun at, uh, Jericho. Cause you know, the, the champagne was definitely front and center. Oh, um, yeah. in the pictures mm. and in the celebration. So I wonder if that was like a little subtle dig at, at AEW and Jericho. All right, yeah. Interesting. I just sent it to you. I just sent it to our, uh, our chat so you can take a look. It's oh, up. my gosh. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Okay. I, I know I'm hating on Damian Priest, but that is a, that is an epic photo. If I was him, I would like blow that up into poster size. Oh, yeah, and, like, I have, might do that myself, my actually. Home. <laughs> we'll get we, we should also get one for mike lanham uh mike lanham will really appreciate <laughs> having that piece of artwork in his home all right let's jump into SummerSlam. um so we're going to talk about the we can pretty much lump these two matches together but uh you know the bailey sasha bailey sasha oscar um matches we saw bailey retain the smackdown title and then um oscar and sasha had a freaking banger of a match where um, Sasha did lose. I don't know what it is about WWE, but they do not let Sasha freaking defend her title. Like it, every time she gets a title, she loses the first, the first time she has to defend it. And it's always, it's just like, it's ridiculous at this point. Um, but so Oscar is the raw women's champion. What did you guys think about this? Uh, these matches? Both matches were good. Um, obviously the, the caliber performers, and there, it's no surprise. Um, I was I, I was a little bit shocked to see that Sasha lost the belt and Bailey kept hers. I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be the other way around. Same, yeah. Um, we both, Marco and I, both thought that too. But I guess they, uh, you know, I guess they want to give us what, what we're not expecting. So we'll see if they finally pull the trigger on you know Sasha and and Bailey having a full fledged feud on the main roster. It's been a kind of a uh, couple starts and stops, but it's never really clicked the same way as their legendary rivalry did in NXT. So it looks mm-hmm. like we're on the first steps of it. We'll see what happens uh, this Sunday at Payback when they defend. 
the tag team belts. Yeah, they've definitely booked Asuka strong recently. So I don't know what their plans are with her, but having her win on um, Raw was, you know, I mean, they booked her strong again this week. So I don't know. So awesome. I thought, again, I thought it was going to go the opposite way too. Um, we did have to say goodbye to somebody that I love and is near and dear to my heart, Renee Young. I just think she's like just freaking the best. I love so much of all the things that she does. Um, but she is leaving WWE to go on to greener pastures. Who knows what that is? I, everybody speculates that she's going to go to AEW. I think she's done with wrestling. I think she has something bigger and better. I know we kind of touched on it on the show, but I mean, she would be great as a sportscaster anywhere. She could have her own show. Um, the potential is, is really there. So we did say goodbye to Renee. We also said goodbye to Sonya Deville. Their match got changed from a hair versus hair match. I guess her lawyer um, had some sort of dispute against her getting being in the hair versus hair match because I guess she was going to lose her hair. That's that was the what I saw today. Um, well, it's th- her, she's going to have to be going to court several times over the next couple of months because of her stalker case. And oh. They didn't want her showing up with a suddenly shaved head. So. That makes so much that makes so much sense. Um, yeah, never even considered that the stalker thing had anything to do with it. Um, I know we did we didn't talk about it last week on the show. We kind of just glo- glossed over it. Um, but Sonya did have someone a, a fan from Twitter stalk her, come into her home. She was able to get away. Mandy Rose was at the house as well. Um, and you know it, it was a terrible, terrible situation. But they did change the hair versus hair stipulation to a loser leaves WWE. Uh, and Mandy Rose won. Sonya's leaving WWE. Mandy Rose proceeded to do the worst worm that I've ever seen in my life. Um, or what is what does Otis call it? The caterpillar. The caterpillar. Yeah, she yeah. did. She did the worst caterpillar I've ever seen in my life. It was like the most awkward thing. Um, and Seth's, Seth's mom was here, and she was like, "That's her boyfriend." <laughs> you know, she's she doesn't usually watch wrestling. She's like, "That's her boyfriend." I was like, "Oh man, poor Otis." Um, we did get to see the debut of Dominic Mysterio, um, maybe soon to be Prince Mysterio. Did you guys know? Did you guys see in the Facebook page? Uh, someone said, you know, we were talking about last week how Ray wanted to name Dominic, or he wanted him to have Prince. the ring name Prince yep. Prince Mysterio. And I was like, what? I mean, it's not like Ray's the king. And somebody was like, yeah, the, the Spanish translation of Ray is actually king. I was like, well, the more the more you know. I felt that little star like going across, you know, the more you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Seth being the biggest Seth Rollins fan I know, um, what did you think of Dominic versus Seth? What did you think of Dominic's debut? It was a good match. They let Dominic uh, get his shine on a little bit. You know, he looked like he belonged. He didn't, he looked better than Pat McAfee. You know, I think that was kind of the comparison is, you know, you got somebody making their, their debut uh, in a big match two nights in a row. And he definitely looked like he belonged a lot more than Pat did, Um, which makes sense because supposedly Dominic's been training for this uh, for years now. Uh, but but I thought he looked good. You know, they they did the right thing by not making it too unbelievable and having him beat Seth. I honestly thought that we might see a little bit more shenanigans than we did. And mm-hmm. Something happened and ended up costing Seth the match. But but now Seth looked pretty dominant. But um, Dominic was able to have a few spots to really get a shine on. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, excited to see where Seth goes from here. What do you think about Prince Mysterio's debut, Marco? Uh, I agree. I thought it was really good. Um, I thought uh, definitely definitely better than Pat McAfee. He should be anyway. His father is Rey Mysterio, so if he came in underwhelming, that would have been pretty horrible. Uh, I do like his gear. I like the I like his uh, like what he was uh, dressed up in. A lot of people saying it was like a cross between like 
uh, Glacier and I forget the other wrestler because like the kind of like the oh Roman Reigns it was like Roman Reigns vest slash Glacier that's what <laughs> people were uh, saying that is what is yeah I was like. trying to figure out who who it looked like but yeah I, I actually wasn't a fan I don't know I didn't like the hood I don't know yeah he never put it I just did- thought it was kind of awkward like his yeah. he has a very like um unique body style like he's kind of big but he's not big you know what I mean yeah. like he's just kind of like brooding um so I don't know I don't know what I expected him to wear but I felt like that was a little bit strange yeah. especially like he, he came out looking all like a superhero and his like it uh at the beginning his mom like dropped him off and he was wearing like a yeah, little backpack, backpack. <laughs> you know <laughs> like oh my gosh it looks like he's going like you know i'm sending my baby to college you know here, here he is you make some friends now okay <laughs> you make some friends yeah um but yeah I, I was impressed with dominic's debut i know we've given a hard time to both pat mcafee and dominic on this show in recent in recent weeks but uh they both they both showed up and showed out so you know we need to we need to maybe give more people a hard time and they'll they'll feel like they need to prove yeah. us wrong <laughs> um we did see drew mcintyre retain um against randy orton so this I think um, Michael Cole was trying to throw us off the throw us off the scent here a little bit because at the end of this match, Michael Cole made sure to emphasize you'll never see it coming um, after he hit like that backslide pin. Um, and if you notice, no, neither guy hit their their finisher either. Did you notice that? Like there was no Claymore kicks and no RKO's in this in this movie or in this movie in this match. Yeah, I yeah, think there's... Randy Orton's been so hot right now. And obviously, you don't want to do anything to slow down his momentum. So I think it lets him save face a little bit. You know, Drew kind of stole one, but it, it was a great match. I'm really excited to see uh, where this feud goes. It looks like uh, Randy's going to be taking a little bit of a detour for payback, and then uh, we'll see Drew come back. You know, after getting punted just time after time on Monday night. Yep. All right. Any thoughts on McIntyre, Marco? Uh, not much. It was really, it was a really great match. Um. I, I hope people are still trying not to get away from that uh that Randy Orton's boring match because that match was really good. It was I I, I didn't think it was boring at all. It was, it was pretty no. like fast paced for for a Randy Orton match anyway. Um, and I think someone called out that it was like the first time ever that I'm not sure someone's probably gonna be like no it isn't. Uh, but they were saying that like it's the first time ever like finishers weren't actually hit. Like they would attempt the finisher, but they never landed the finisher at all. Yeah, that's no, that's legit. Like that's what I just said. They neither there was not a claymore and there was not an RKO yeah. in this entire in this entire match. Like you said, they attempted, but they never actually did it. So yeah, and so. then yeah, then it was like that little backslide. Those um, are two of the strongest finishers in all of WWE right now, too. Yep. So it to makes sense him. that uh, yeah, that, that that neither one of them uh, got to use it. But, but yeah, Drew's been a great champ. It's just it's a real shame that he's had to. Uh, carry the belt during the, you know, the COVID era or whatever yeah. we're going to yeah. call it. Cause I think he, uh, he's just, you know, he's the rare, um, you know, good guy champion who doesn't seem corny. Um, they haven't been setting him up in like the John Cena or Roman Reigns situation where you got to overcome the odds. He's just gotten to go out there and kick ass and dominate. And he just seems really comfortable in his own skin. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a shame that he's missed out on having a live crowd for this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, because he was over like Rover, man. Like, especially like going into WrestleMania, like he was, it, he would have just had the pop of the cinch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is a shame. So hopefully um, they do start eventually getting fans back in and he'll have another opportunity to to have this kind of run. But The Fiend um, won and is the two-time Universal Champ. Um, before we get into what actually, what actually happened at the end of the show, I, I want to ask you guys, like, where the hell was Alexa Bliss? 
Like she just kind of got like, she's just like an afterthought all of a sudden, like they used her during this whole buildup. And then like, she was nowhere to be found during this, during this match. Um, I don't know. That's she seems like she like, I'm not sure she's always injured or something like that. Or something, something's always going on with her where she'll like appear for a little bit, then she'll disappear. I'm not she, sure if you guys she, well, she tweeted, she tweeted like her Memoji and it was like a shrug shoulder Memoji, you know, like during like, that match, like it basically uh, like, I don't know why I'm not a part of this, you know, uh, match. Like, you know, I've here, here they're fighting and I've built, used, they've used me to build this whole feud. Um, so yeah. my know. theory is that, uh, you know, they probably had some sort of a finish set up where Alexa would play into it or whatever. And then maybe they found out like, you know, within the last 24 or 36 hours for the show that Roman was going to come back and yeah. they just scrapped it all. You know, they didn't want to, you know, make it too overbooked or too crazy. So just keep the focus on Roman and, uh, you know, let Alexa, you know, kind of just fade off into the background. But yeah, it is kind of weird. You th- think she'd be there in the payoff of the, the end of this feud, but I think it's just another, you know, classic WWE long-term storytelling that never get too invested and uh, something you think is going to pay off. You know, this was cool because, you know, we were just praising them for having, you know, be, doing callbacks to a story that's, you know, a few years in the making with this whole Alexa and Braun thing. And then, mm-hmm. of course, when it comes time to pay it off, it just gets dropped. So who knows? She may show up again. Um, but but yeah, definitely it was, she was missing an action and it was very noticeable at the end of the night on SummerSlam. Yeah. On that note, um, The Fiend did win. And then as, as the show is going off, the range train comes in and spears the fiend right off his feet. Um, and we notice Roman Reigns has a new attitude. He's kind of a little bit heelish because he, he speared Braun too. And he was talking a lot of, a lot of crap to the fiend, you know, saying like, you, you don't belong here. Like you can't carry this and, you know, holding the title up over him. And he's got a, he's got a new shirt that says, you know, uh, wreck everything and leave. Um, he's got some new chompers, that, uh, that was set, setting the the Twitterverse on fire. So um, I'm so I'm freaking stoked to see Roman Reigns back. He has been sorely oh, sorely yeah. missed. All the people who used to boo Roman, like I I feel like I just want to be like, see, I told you when he was gone, you would miss him. I mean, people wanted him back too that whole time he uh, when he uh, left for not for his uh, obviously for his own health reasons and stuff like that, and. Um, a lot of people are like, oh my god, where the hell is he going? Why is he coming? So that showed like people actually wanted him to, to be there, and you could tell like him not being there that the product is a little stale. Him not mm-hmm. him not being that main focal point on even on SmackDown. Like SmackDown's good. There's there's great talent on SmackDown. AJ Styles, Matt Riddle, all those guys. But like having Roman missing was like you could tell it was like a huge piece. Um, especially obviously Becky Lynch to her being gone that that uh showed a little bit of a. Uh, uh, kind of like a weakness in WWE's like star power in that sense, mm-hmm. but uh, like I said, I'm a conductor on the Reigns train. I'm I'm there for it. <laughs> um, anytime he shows up, I'm there. And um, yeah, he did he did show a little heel persona. He he mouthed something to the fact where like you two wouldn't be where you are without me. Like I made yeah. you two, which he exactly. pretty much did. Like he made both. Like uh, he had a, he had the feud with the Shield and the the Wyatt family, um, and then he pretty much made Braun Strowman. Like they feuded for like five yeah. years. It seemed like. Like just Braun Strowman just tossing him around or or tipping him over and some type of like contraption or something like that. So he's not wrong, but I'm hoping they continue with this like this this like badass like heel persona that he's supposed to be. That's how he was in NXT. Um, yeah, he's just something. He was a heel. He, he, he looks was, good. 
He yeah. looked really good. He didn't have he didn't have his normal vest on. He's wearing a shirt. So I'm curious to see if, you know, maybe he's gotten in like some killer shape and Vince is actually going to let him wrestle well, shirtless. Yeah. Can you imagine, you know, well, Roman Reigns without any like coverage? Yeah, there's pictures on his uh, Instagram. He's been showing like uh, he was like he's, he's been working out and stuff like that. So I think he's they uh, they took the vest off of him and put the shirt on Keith Lee, which we'll get oh. into. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into later on. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about Roman Reigns coming back, Seth? It was awesome. You know, like you said, this is the Roman that we should always been getting. You know, the badass ass kicker. Uh, just hopefully it continues. You know, he, the dude's got a ton of natural charisma, but I think for so many years they just tried to make him, uh, you know, the next John Cena instead of letting him just be the first Roman Reigns. So hopefully they stick with it. I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. Um, and it's pretty crazy that we're already rolling right into it uh, this Sunday with him in a triple threat match with The Fiend and Braun Strowman. So uh, very excited. Yep. Um, well, we've come to the end of the card. So it is time to announce the Chick-fil-A show prediction champion. And between myself and Marco, for a two-night score, uh, 8 to 14 versus 7 to 14, Chick Foley retains the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship. So I'll, I'll put that right here over my shoulder. I want to recount. Carry it, carry it. Dude, you had a sweep. Listen to this. So in your in your card for NXT, you you predicted every single match right um, for NXT. Whoa. But you predicted almost every single match wrong for SummerSlam. <laughs> the only SummerSlam match you got right was The Fiend winning. <laughs> so... Because <laughs> I yeah. thought Randy Orton was going to win because yeah. I'm a Randy Orton mark. So, uh, yeah, you say, picked oh, MVP Randy. and Dominic and Sasha uh, and you know Sonya and Garza and Andrade. But yeah, you, you swept the, the NXT card. After the first night, I was like, damn, I'll take I, got that. Something to wor- I got something to worry about here. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> SummerSlam, I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. I was like the... Uh, I was like the Trailblazers, the Lakers right there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Um, so... Real quick, we'll we'll touch on AEW Dynamite. I did not get to watch AEW Dynamite, but I will um, let Seth and Marco give you the quick highlights. Um, we have Tully managing um, FTR. So yeah, so this is uh, you know a, a lot of chatter. There's been dropping hints that there may be another uh, you know a new Four Horsemen coming out with uh, you know because Tully already manages Sean Spears, and now he's got FTR kind of in the uh, the brainbusters role like Arn Anderson Tully used to be. And the the speculations that Adam Page is going to end up turning on Kenny and be the the guy to kind of lead it, which I'd be down for. I'm a huge Adam Page fan. He's probably my my favorite in AEW along with the Young Bucks. Um, so I, I would be cool to see that. What's what's your thoughts on them bringing the Four Horsemen back, Marco? We, we we've had these talks before on the show where everyone's against the uh, Four Horsemen. Um, but if they, I think that they do bring it back, they should name it something else, not the Four yeah. Horsemen. Uh, have it as I a think four, they will. Yeah. I mean, have it as a four-man group, like with with shades of the full horseman, like the feel of it, but not name it that because you gotta go, you gotta go with something new. Obviously, I mean, the the other idea behind that would be like Cody, since he got destroyed by the the Dark Order. I was he, thinking Cody. He joins yeah. forces with with uh, FTR and and uh, Adam Page, but we'll see. It, it, uh, if you watch that, um, uh, what was it the last week or the week before where they had the uh, tag team appreciation? Um, mm-hmm. thing and they had like Arn and Tully were there. They weren't really seeing eye to eye um, at that at that point. So uh, who knows what's going to happen with that? But I, it was it was inevitable. And I can't even talk inevitable. It was going to happen if you listen to Arn Anderson's podcast. Um, he's really high on on uh, FTR, and um, 
he always said to him and Tully, they were like pretty much neck and neck when it comes to tag team. He always says FTR is a better, better tag team than they were when they were they were younger guys. Obviously, there mm-hmm. there's a lot of different move sets that there are uh, now than there are there were back then. So um, it's inevitable. I think I think Arn will have his hand in the uh, FTR at some point. Um, it's just a it's just how how it's going to play out. AEW is really great at long term storytelling, as you can as you see there. Yeah miles ahead of WWE right now when it comes to that. They call back a lot of stuff. Um, we'll get into it later, especially with the with the uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Chris Jericho, just to play off of their names and what they represent and the matches that they're going to come out with. Is I'm insane. stoked. I'm, I cannot remember if, if we talked about this in our chat or if this was on the show, but we were like, we talked about uh, Jericho and Cassidy having some sort of like, like being a mimosa tag team or like something. And then all of a sudden now they're having a mimosa mayhem yeah. match, which I'm super <laughs> excited for because I have no, I have no doubt that it's going to be extremely entertaining, especially with, with Cassidy and oh, Jericho. Yeah. Um, but the format of this match, how does it work, Sethi? So it's basically the same rules as like, an old school casket match um so you can w- still win by pinfall or submission or you can win by throwing your uh, opponent you know into the tank of a mimosa you know so substitute the uh the the casket for mimosa or like a dumpster match you know i just watched yeah. wrestlemania 14 a couple weeks ago with the dumpster match between the new age outlaws and uh cactus jack and terry funk uh so same setup um but i i just love that they're just kind of embracing the uh the you know the natural absurdity of professional wrestling and this is another reason why I think AEW is the best in the game right now. You know, you're going to have some serious matches between like Mox and MJF. You're going to have some stuff where you see some of the best technical wrestling in the world. And then you're going to see this match, which is just going to be a ton of fun. Um, and, and I look forward to seeing Orange Cassidy hopefully whoop Chris Jericho's ass again. Yeah. Um, so we have a brand new TNT champion, the second ever TNT champion, Brody Lee. Um, basically destroys Cody to win the TNT championship. What do you think about this, Marco? Yeah, that was kind of surprising because we thought he was uh, pretty much buried after he had that match with uh, John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think we came on the show and we're just like, oh, why would they do that? They built him up to be so, this big, like, killer guy. And then, you know, they just have him lose to John Moxley, which, I mean, it's his first shot at a at the AEW title. We shouldn't expect him to win in hindsight anyway. But um, True. This, yeah, this was kind of surprising that he just came out and just like completely obliterated <laughs> Cody. And took yeah, the title. speaking of never seeing it coming, I did not <laughs> yeah, see no. that coming. <laughs> that should have been the tagline for uh, Faye W. <laughs> right. yeah, uh, then he returned. He did say uh, previously he would return the title um, if he did win the title and he returned it in pieces. Did you guys see that? It was like, it was just, oh, yeah, that yes. was a very cool visual. I think that was kind of like a, a thing for the for the for the Internet marks out there just saying hey let's hated that belt so much yeah mm-hmm. yeah we broke it up for you guys it's 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 history we're not gonna show it anymore but um yeah no i'm i'm, I'm really happy for uh for Brody lee that they actually did that it makes him look strong again mm-hmm. so he's like oh he yeah has, he's probably like one of the strongest stables in that company right now besides like the inner circle which they really haven't been like doing the inner circle thing as much really but uh just making dark order the dominant uh um the faction right now is, I think is a way to go. Yeah. I, in AEW was on Saturday night, um, this week. And, you know, I know we don't talk about numbers on here cause it's freaking boring, but, um, AEW, AEW retained like its numbers. Like it hit the same numbers that it would on like a Wednesday night, which yeah. I thought was pretty impressive. Like for, you know, a Saturday night that changed it up. And, um, it just show, goes to show you how loyal the, uh, the dynamite crew is, uh, to, to watch an AEW. 
real quick, we'll, we'll run down a couple of things that happened on um, Raw. Retribution reemerged on Raw. Um, there is some speculation. There's like a picture. Have you seen that picture going around where there's like they like f- tried to figure out who is um, who is in Retribution? Yeah. Um, I I didn't know a lot of them, but I I the picture shows it says Caden Carter, Mia Yim, Shane Thorne, Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden, and Chelsea Green. Um, I'm almost a hundred percent certain that one of them is Mia Yim because I told Seth that whenever on yeah. Raw when we were watching it was Mia Yim. Um, what do you think about that combo? It's kind of, it's, they're just, it's very random. Yeah. They did say it was going to be like a, kind of like a, like a hodgepodge of, uh, <laughs> NXT people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dominic Dijakovic did get called up to the main roster. He just hasn't, uh, showed up on TV yet. Technically. Yeah. That, that it would make, it would make sense for Mia though, too, because if Keith Lee is on raw, um, then obviously Mia Yim's going to need to be on on Raw too because they don't usually separate separate yeah. couples. Um, a lot of people are speculating the bigger guy in the middle was also Roman Reigns because of the the build and mm-hmm. the same like kind of gear he was wearing. But I don't think I don't think Roman Reigns is, is the leader of Retribution. That would be like a huge swerve if they actually did that. I'd be super impressed if he just came out and was like he had these people just a, just destroying the show while he wasn't there. And then he comes in as the leader. That actually be pretty sick. But I'm not gonna put that on WWE to give us that type of surprise. Yeah, um, it would be pretty, it would be pretty <laughs> cool. I mean, I guess, you know, with retribution, it could just kind of be like retribution toward like the, the audience, you know, how they always like booed Roman Reigns yeah. and he did everything to be the hero. And like, now he's just like turned and he's like, screw you guys. Like I'm, I'm tired of you all, you yeah. know, now, now, now you love me. I disappeared. And like, now you love me. Yeah. Um, so that, that could be really cool. Um, I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they'll attach retribution to Roman Reigns. It seems like, not something they would do to like their mega star, but we'll see. Um, we saw Randy Orton freaking savagely attack Drew McIntyre and punt his head off several times. Um, and then Randy Orton got confronted by a newly repackaged Keith Lee, which I was not happy about at all. I just feel like Keith Lee had all the momentum. He just, he looked amazing. His music was amazing, all the things. And he got the Vince treatment. Like I, I like that. It, it just <sighs> has Vince's name written all over it. Like he's wearing this tight shirt. Like he looks like he's like stuffed into a can of biscuits. Like, you know, I'm all about <laughs> big dude season and just embracing the body. You know what I mean? Like, why can't we just let him wrestle without a shirt? He had a shaven face. Like he's all smooth shaven he's got new entrance music which i absolutely hate um speaking of the entrance music did you guys hear there's like controversy with the entrance music which is why all the entrance music sucks now like they're telling them not to use their their cfo um entrance music anymore to like get rid of it and they're trying to repackage them and the the superstars are not happy about that yeah i actually put that in the uh the outside the square circle but uh stuff but i guess they when they signed the deal with cfo they like it was like a really it was a deal that would uh, CFO could the- take advantage of. So it was like basically they get half the royalties. Yeah, like it's a hat. Like it's, it was like a 50 50 split. So like anytime their music is played, they get in like a lot of money. And that's something normally WWE doesn't do. They like to like control everything. So now True. it's just like now this now they have like a new uh, person that makes the music and um, he sucks. He, he's, she, he's not, he's not really, um, he or she's not really that good. Um, dude, CFO gave us like, um, undisputed era, like freaking glorious from Bobby. Oh Rude, yeah. Like, yep, you know, Rollins. Seth Rollins yep. music. I mean like some, some of the most iconic, amazing entrance music that like translates outside of wrestling. You know, you could be at the gym listening to the second coming and just like freaking, you know, pumping iron. Right. Yep. Um, and so the legend of, uh, you know, the, the God of pro wrestling entrance things, Jim Johnson, oh, he's yeah. still out there. You know, he hasn't, really i figured aw would snatch him up but they haven't um 
So, you know, what better time for WWE to just go back to what they know best and bring him back? I'm sure you could still crank out some bangers for these guys. But, yeah, it is unfortunate. You know, I feel like, you know, I think CFO, I wasn't as high on them as some people. That, you know, for every really good memorable theme they had, they also had other ones that, you know, just sound like, you know, um, stock music from, like, you know, a video game menu or something. But uh, uh, it, it is sad to see, you know, Keith Lee, who had a very memorable theme that was a big part of his presentation, go away and, Honestly, to me, I thought he was coming out to Bobby Lashley's music. Uh, that, that's what it sounded like to me. So definitely took a little bit something away from his debut. But the good thing about it is that he's a good enough performer that he's going to be able to overcome this. He, he already tweeted out there, but he said, just give him time. He's going to make it work. And I, I have no doubt that that's the case. Yeah. And, you know, the wrestling fans, obviously, like, you know, wrestling fans love to have a knee jerk reaction. And they're like, oh, my God. You know, I, I didn't like the way he was repackaged. I didn't like that he had to shave and he had new interest music and he had new gear. But I was oh, like... I did appreciate the fact that they literally threw him in the ring with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, like the biggest like stars on the show, um, which shows that they do have faith in him. They know what he's worth and they know his value. I just don't like the way that he looks at the, at the moment. So hopefully they can tweak it a little bit because he was wearing like some under armor esque, like tight shirt. And then like the Samoa Joe shorts. And it was just not, not working for me at all. But I mean, I, he's going to freaking rock it. And I think he's going to be a world champ at some point. Yeah, I totally agree. He, uh, he, uh, just him, just, they did the same thing with him and Roman. Uh, he was, he, he was a lone survivor. It was him and, uh, it was him and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, right? Those are the last three in that survivor series. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and then, yeah. uh, then they left them with Roman. So like, they do have, obviously they do have like high hopes for Keith Lee. And I mean, they have to package him in a way where he's, Likeable for the the greater audience uh, for Raw. So, like you said, he, he did I say know, that, that chin strap beard. It's super offensive. I know people are just yeah, no, really, I mean, really against those types of things. <laughs> he's been clean shaven before too, um, but more recently he's he's had that uh, that that chin strap beard. So I think that's what we come accustomed to seeing him as. But I mean, he has a yeah. great look. He's not a bad looking dude. He has like he has that like awesome smirk that he does. Uh, Every while he's doing his promos, yeah, and he's super well spoken. Yeah. Like he's just he's he's got it all. I yeah, mean, no, he's but. he'll be he'll be he'll be good. They won't they won't stare him wrong if they're throwing him in a program with Randy Orton right away. And his, his very first match on the main roster is with Randy Orton on a pay per view. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's there's no way he can go down from there. Hopefully not anyway. Yeah, oh, we also saw um, Nia and Shayna are going to join forces uh, for at, at Payback, which is so random. You know, Nia and Shayna um, were facing off e- on each other against Underground. Did they even do Raw Underground this week? I don't even think they, yes, did. they did. They did. Yeah. Oh, listen, I, I was I was in and out. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, so they got Nia and Shayna are, ta- are tag teaming, and I don't know what's going to come of this, but. I feel like Nia is going to end up hurting Shayna. They just keep putting her. They just keep putting them together. I'm like, dude, she's going to end up getting hurt. Like, stop putting her with Nia. And I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know why they're building up all the like, like the iconics and uh, Ruby Riot and um, Liv to like be tag teams, and then they just they always just throw together throw like a mishmash team. And and uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But I mean, obviously, they're probably going to win the titles and. They're, they're, it's, it's just that WWE trope, like you know, hey, we're gonna put these two people who hate each other uh, together to fight in a tag team match yeah. against these other two people to try yeah. to take them down, and then we're gonna turn the tag team against each other. Yeah, yeah. That's sto- it's a trope because that story works every single time. Oh, like, yeah, that's it does. Back to, you know, friend of the show Vince Russo. It's one of his specialties. Of the right? <laughs> you guys, the first time uh, they did that storyline was with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels back in '97, right before their big match at uh, 
King of the Ring, and it was awesome. You know, so I, I, I'm a fan of it. You know, you, you can always see, um, you know, th- where it's headed from a mile away whenever they start cooking one of these up. But, you know, I like it. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, I think it's a cool team. They complement each other well. Um, yeah. they're, they're both, you know, pretty strong. And, uh, you know, if, if Bailey and Sasha Banks are going to drop the belts, I, you know, I think this is at least somewhat interesting, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'm excited for Shayna to get back into any sort of title picture. I know there's some people out there that don't like her, but I really I really like her. I think she's awesome. I think she's good. Cuts good promos. Um, she's believable as a badass and as a champion because she could legitimately kill you with her bare hands. So super excited to see that, um, which that brings us to payback we have payback like we literally just came out of a pay-per-view weekend and this coming weekend we have another <laughs> another pay-per-view yeah i don't know when that's happened be- like before like we just had back-to-back pay-per-views but that's what's happening this week and supposedly, we supposedly have- this is something that wwe is going to start trying to do uh it's like they're doing this as like an experiment to see how it works and how well it's received and maybe something they do from time to time from now on where they run a pay-per-view and then another one right after um <laughs> the only time i can really remember them doing this is Way back in 91, they did, uh, you know, they had Survivor Series 91 and they had Tuesday in Texas like a week later. Uh, so it's 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 not unheard of. But, yeah, it's definitely something new. And uh, I don't know. I'm skeptical. Yeah, I'm skeptical, too, because, you know, WWE has a really long history of just like running the same matches over. Yep. You know, we, we, we've seen it with like the Saudi matches. You know, they'll do they'll do the Saudi show and then they'll literally run the same matches that they ran at the Saudi show in the American pay-per-view like the following like week or two later, you know. Um, so we're we're going to do our payback predictions on Saturday night. We're going to record after after uh, we don't know all the matches yet, but after we figure out all the matches after Friday night SmackDown, we are going to record a quick episode for you guys and do our uh, predictions so that I can continue my reign of terror on the Chick-fil-A show <laughs> prediction champion. Ship, um, but we will run down the card really quickly. Um, we do have a universal title match against the Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns versus the Monster uh, Braun Strowman. This is a no holds barred triple threat match. Should be really freaking good. I'm super excited. Um, the only thing is, is I feel like if Roman Reigns wins this, uh, he's gonna get like he's gonna get that heat. You know, like kind of like how Seth got after he beat the Fiend. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like it's 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 kind of a tricky position for Roman to be in right now like to beat to come in i mean they can't have him lose so Ugh. i don't know you know like come come back and then lose his first match yeah unless they unless unless alexa shows up at this match at some point and like kind of you know maybe braun gets the pin the feed retains and it leaves roman like maybe roman's like laid out somewhere somewhere it's a it's a false count anywhere so he could be like somewhere else True. in the building and then it's sm2 and just keep maybe him they'll go maybe they'll go back to the swamp yeah, maybe. They never know. I mean, it's possible. It could be on a train. It could be on an actual Reigns train. Who knows? That's true. On yeah, we get the, the the steam. <laughs> what do they call what do they call him? Braun Strowman, the steamboat Braun Strowman. Uh, they, or, the uh, Strowman Express. The Strowman Express. Yeah. yeah. So lots of train references here. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about how we think it's all going to play out on our predictions episode. But we also have a women's tag championship. Obviously, we just talked about Shayna and Nia are going to be facing Bailey and Sasha Banks. Should be a good match. All yeah. these women are freaking amazing and can go. I'm just I'm curious how the chemistry between Shayna and Nia is going to play out. And we also have Keith Lee versus Randy Orton, which is going to be a freaking banger. Like, let's be real. It's going to be awesome. Um, they gave us a little appetizer of it on Monday night, but now we're going to get the, uh, the real deal on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, you know, like Sheena mentioned, you know, it shows that they do think Keith Lee is at least a potential 
main eventer. Um, David Shoemaker, who's probably my favorite pro wrestling writer, he's he's got a, a big theory he goes by calls the uh, you know the Randy Orton principle that you know they always say that Randy Orton is if you if you design a wrestler from the ground up that you know you'd get Randy Orton. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely some truth to that. And he says the the quickest way to tell if somebody's really a main eventer or not is just to put them in the ring with Randy Orton and see how they look. So yeah. we're gonna get that test uh, firsthand on Sunday, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the what the limitless one does. Yeah, maybe he'll have a new name. Um, you guys were joking. I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, I Mar- think he's just going to be Keith. Mar- yeah, Marco <laughs> said he's just going to be Keith. Uh, limitless um, Lee. Limitless Lee. Yeah, he's got new music, yeah, new look. We'll see how far they take this repackage. Yes. Um, and lastly, the last match that we know about as of right now is a United States Championship match against Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley. It's going to be a good match. I don't really, I mean, to me, the, the United States Championship picture for me is not that interesting um mm. i do think bobby lashley versus apollo cruz is going to be good but it's i mean it's nothing i love apollo cruz I, I can't stand bobby lashley he's yeah. like i i instantly mentally tune out as soon as i hear a steam user who comes out he just no charisma whatsoever you know he looks like a million bucks he looks the part but i i can't think of any time i've ever been entertained by him maybe his match he had with roman at extreme rules 2018 that was pretty yeah, good that was really but good other one. than that um yeah, just nothing. Yeah, but I am glad to finally see Apollo get his shine. You know, it, it, it took a few years too long. I think they, they kind of they rushed him out of NXT for whatever reason. I think he would have done better to cook down there for a few more years. Yeah. Um. But but very glad to see him get to shine on, and hopefully he continues to dominate and beats Bobby on uh on Sunday. I think you just don't like Bobby Lashley because he doesn't have eyebrows. We've talked about this on the show. I think it's just <laughs> you just inherently don't like people who don't have eyebrows. Like it's just kind of like a weird. It just makes your face weird. So you know, you just kind of <laughs> you just automatically tune them out. Um, so maybe if he got his brows done, um, you know, he would have a he would have a better chance of getting over. All right. So that wraps up inside the squared circle. Uh, we're going to take ourselves outside the squared circle. This segment is sponsored by collar and elbow. You can use code chick at collar and elbow to get 10% off your order. Softest shirts in the game. Um, so make sure you take yourself over there. We, we love our friends over at collar and elbow. Um, outside the squared circle. Looks like we're getting five more years with Ray Mysterio with King Mysterio. Um, so lots of six one nines in our future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably been done to uh, to keep him out of AEW. You know, I don't know. I can't imagine that Ray's got five years left of in ring action. But maybe they'll, you know, maybe another year or two of of active competition. Then he'll just come back for some special matches now and then. Yeah, he uh, he yeah he just came out and said he uh, he believes he has five more years left uh, to wrestle. So I mean, um, he looks good. He still wrestles really well. It's just like to me, I just. I don't get hyped to see Rey Mysterio anymore. I'm just kind of like, you know, it, it is what it is. And I hate to say that because the man is a legend. You know, he's he's amazing. I'm not taking anything away from his from his accolades or anything like that. But I'm just I'm ready to see new people. And Ray, Ray ain't it. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Rey Mysterio. I, I love, I love Rey Mysterio. Um, I, I agree with you. He's kind of. He's he's old, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's old. not as agile as he used to be. He can still pull off some moves and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, you you know what you know. You'll hang it up when you hang it up. That's if you watch the Undertaker's uh, docu series. It's you know when it's your time, and Rey Mysterio feels like it isn't his time to hang it up yet. So and he wants to wrestle. He wants to be with his son. Well, like in probably in the beginning stages of his son's yeah. uh, wrestling career. So like maybe he figures like five years is like the. There's a point where like, oh, 
Dominic has can, it now. I can, can write off. Dominic fly. Dominic yeah, yeah. will take the backpack <laughs> off and be on his own. <laughs> that's yeah. what that's what I think. Maybe maybe accompany him to the ring and stuff like that. Um, be his like kind of like manager and maybe get involved a little bit here or there. I don't True. Think maybe they'll have maybe they'll have a feud. Maybe hey, that's maybe that's will be a send off. His last match will be against uh, Dominic to see who's the the dominant Mysterio uh, male in the family. So yeah, looking forward to that. Awesome. Um, I do have some bad news for you, Marco. Oh, no. We, yeah, we have Wade Barrett is oh. on NXT commentary. <laughs> Why did I fall for that? What the hell? Such a mark. <laughs> I'm horrible. Yeah, um, we saw him tonight. I, I mean, he didn't do he didn't do bad. It just kind of came out of left field. Like Wade, Wade Barrett all of a sudden is on NXT commentary. Um, so, I mean... What I saw of him, he did a good job. He was yep. doing commentary for NWA yep. before they uh, they shut down shop for a little bit, doing a good job. I just I wonder if this is step one on him coming back again. You know, that guy it seemed like every time he started getting some momentum, he would always have some sort of injury derail him, and then he got saddled with the the whole King Barrett <sighs> yes. thing, which I kind of just yep. he, he was pretty much dead in the water from that point on. But right. I was a big fan of Bad News Barrett. I'd love to see him come back, especially um, with NXT UK coming back. I think he would be. Just a shoe in, you know. Could you imagine Wade Barrett comes back as a face to feud with uh, Walter? I think they could put that'd on some dope. really awesome matches. Oh my god, yeah, it'd be brutal. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, we got news that John Cena. He we posted that he is officially playing Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad. This literally means nothing to me. I don't. I don't track on on these types of things. But um, any thoughts on this, Marco? Are yeah, you hyped? So, yeah, I was. Uh, <clears throat> I was kind of tweeting about this uh, through the account. Um, so they over the weekend they did the uh, DC fandom mm-hmm. uh, where they announced a bunch of stuff that's happening in the the DC universe as far as like movies and things like that. And um, John Cena is going to be in the uh, the new Suicide Squad movie that's coming out. Uh, he's playing the Peacemaker. It's kind of like it's kind of like a vigilante, just to put it in short. He's kind of like a Punisher type character. Uh, he looks kind of goofy, but he's legit. I, I saw the picture. Yeah, it does look yeah. kind of goofy. Yeah. He looks goofy, but he's legit just like a killer. He just kills people. With all like the slightest notice, kind of like the Punishers and uh and Marvel, so that's pretty cool. I kind of tweeted about like the new the the Batman uh, trailer. I'm not sure if you guys see that at all. Mm-hmm. Looks really good. It. it looks yeah. really good. Nice. And, uh, it's more of a they they're going with more of a uh, detective approach. So like if you follow Batman, they have detective comics and and Batman is a detective. He does detective work. So that this movie is geared towards his detective work more than anything. It's more of like a it has action in it obviously because it's Batman, but it's more of like a drama based. Uh, type of movie so it, it looks really good um like uh, commissioner gordon as i forget his name he's he's also in um the hbo show why am i forgetting what is it westworld westworld yes um uh so yeah so it looks pretty good i believe uh colin farrell's in it as well as uh the penguin no one noticed it was him he was full makeup in the trailer um but yeah, he's he's the penguin, Colin Farrell, which oh. is kind of pretty nice. pretty sick. Uh, the Riddler, I believe, is the main protagonist in the in the movie, and he looks insane. Like the, Did they bring Jim Carrey back. I mean, if I mean, I'm not going to watch it if he isn't as if he isn't the Riddler. That's very upsetting. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah it looks, so it looks really good. So I'm, Chris Nolan is like my absolute favorite director. Like anything he makes, like I watch it. So I'm yeah. just I'm a big disciple of that series of Batman movies. I was oh, yeah. kind of. I'd said to myself, you know, I'm pretty much done with Batman for the rest of my life after uh, after, after they wrap those up. But I, I watched the trailer and I'm definitely intrigued. It looks really good. Um, you know, I, I, I was very uh, skeptical when I heard that, you know, Rob Pattinson, uh, you know, 
better known as Edward Cullen from the Twilight series, yeah. <laughs> Batman. But dude looks like a badass man. You know, yeah, he does you actually. Give him respect. Like, he looked, looked like a, that fight scene that it showed in the trailer looked pretty damn epic. Um, yeah, we, so yeah. I think we're going to see a little bit more violence than we're used to in uh, in, in Batman movies, and, and definitely uh, I'm intrigued to see uh, how, how this new series is going to go. Yeah, no, so there was a lot more DC fandom stuff. I'm not going to maybe we'll do like a Patreon exclusive uh, comic book episode but yeah there's a lot of stuff the rock obviously announces his movie that's coming out in dc black adam um but yeah the there's rock is getting stuff. super superhero money now too yep he's getting that so he's he's a God, as if john cena and the, world, the so. uh, john cena and the rock need to be cashing any freaking dc like superhero they're, checks you know what i mean they're Come gonna on, be the like, two the two biggest wwe stars are the two biggest they're gonna be the two biggest hollywood stars i mean the rock already is but john cena is probably gonna be the second it's gonna be like the sylvester stallone Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. type thing going on with the two biggest like action stars in Hollywood. And then Roman Reigns is going to be the third because he's he's getting his Hollywood face on. And yeah. obviously uh, we have here Randy Orton had some issues. He took some shots. <laughs> he took some shots at the big dog. Um, and said he called the big horse instead of the big dog, uh, which is a little harsh, a little harsh. <laughs> I think I think his new teeth look nice. Seth yeah. thinks that they're like he feels like it's like the most cartoonish chiclet thing he's ever seen. <laughs> They do a little bit. Um, it was just it, like to me, like I, I get it, you know, especially if he's going to Hollywood, like you want to you want to touch up, you know, the the little flaws you might have. if You're going to be on on camera a lot. Yeah. Close ups. But I think he may overdo it. It was just such a dramatic change. You know, like I literally noticed it about like the second time they did a close up on him, like instead of just being so hype about Roman coming back and what was going on, I, you know, I, I was so distracted. By this beautiful, you know, hyper white uh, <laughs> set of teeth he had in his mouth that it kind of just took me out of the moment for a little bit. So more power to him. You know, I respect anything Roman's got going on. But uh, yeah, he's definitely, you know, he's being bold with uh, with this new teeth move. I guess I didn't really it didn't really bother me because I had watched that. Um, he did an interview with R-Truth and he already had his teeth. You know what I mean? So I had already seen them in action. So when he came on, you know, just wrestling, it didn't it didn't bother me, you know, but it was it was very noticeable when he was doing like his little interview with our truth. But um, yeah, it didn't bother me. I think I think he looks nice. I think we'll all adjust to it. And I do think it's probably something to like to, to ease his way into Hollywood. You know, you got to get those tweaks. I mean, look at The Rock. The Rock doesn't even look like the same guy that he did when he was no, in WWE. I mean, no, he's had so not. much facial reconstruction that it's like it's like insane. Um, I guess that's what you got to do to to make it on the big screen. But um, Shaquille O'Neal is going to bring his shakaroni to <laughs> AEW, um, and he wants to he wants to wrestle Cody. I don't know why he would want to wrestle Cody because Cody doesn't even have any gold anymore. I think he called out Cody just because Cody's probably the only guy in AEW that he actually knows. You know, I think Cody was the main guy that was attending all the big wig like TNT meetings and stuff when they were setting up the deal. Yeah. Um, you know. Shaq's cool. I love Shaq. You know, I as a, a kid of the '90s, you know, I was a huge Shaq fan. Oh, when he was playing with the Magic. Um, so, it, if you guys remember, he was at WrestleMania 32. He was in the uh, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Was one of the surprise entrants. Yep. And then they'd been hyping kind of on and off all throughout 2016 and 2017 that he was going to fight the Big Show at uh, WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. I don't think they could ever get on the same page as far as uh, the compensation goes, or or, or to make it work. Um, but Shaq's definitely always had an interest in, uh, in, in wrestling, you know, so I, it sound, definitely sounds like something TNT would do, you know, with, uh, th- they've already shown they want to bring in Mike Tyson. Um, so I could see it happening I, and I'm sure it'd be fun. You know, Shaq's such a big dude that he's, it's just, he'd be a natural in the ring. Uh, you know, all you really have to do is stand there and you know, Cody could bump off of him. 
Um, I'm definitely intrigued to see this happen. Awesome. All right. Well, that wraps up outside the squared circle. So we're going to get into everyone's favorite segment here. We're going to get into our go figure segment. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. All right, guys, this is our Go Figure segment. This segment is sponsored by Ringside Collectibles. You can use code Chick Foley to get 10% off your order. So many awesome things up there for pre order right now. Um, but in Ringside Collectibles news, they are uh, releasing, or they've already released, oh, no, they're soon to be released, um, AEW Defender cases. So if you want to keep, if you are MOC and you want to keep your AEW unrivaled, um, boxes in pristine condition, you can get the Ringside Collectibles AEW Defender cases. Also, uh, May Young is up for pre-order. We definitely pre-ordered ours. Um, Marco, are you going to be getting that that figure? Yeah, so definitely uh, with the the along with our kids too, because her her kids her are kid, that. Yeah, uh, her son, <laughs> got two, her son got two figures. That was kind of weird that they gave him two figures, but uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got he got two different head scans. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the uh, the edge heads. You get two extra. Yeah, it's like a three in one figure almost. But exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that went over really huge with uh on Twitter when I posted that the uh, May Young pre order. A lot of people love the uh. They're like, wait, wait, what? Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. I mean, if you had to, it's one of those you had to have been there type of type of jokes. It, no, it, like, it really oh, makes uh, it really makes you feel old when you make those kind of jokes, and people are like, "What?" How yeah, sad exactly. is it that May Young had this, you know, legendary career? You know, her and Moolah, the two, you know, really pioneers of women's wrestling. You know, not even just in America, just worldwide. Yeah. And what she's known for is this stupid, stupid skit on Raw where she gave birth to a hand. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, we do also have, um, elite series 81, which is the rock stunning Steve Austin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bianca Belair, and, uh, the street profits is up for pre-order. And then we have basic series 114 and 115. So 114 is Rhea Ripley, uh, shorty G. We got a Kofi Kingston, Ricochet, and, uh, a fiend, a basic fiend Bray Wyatt. And that should be interesting. Um, and then 115, we have Tegan Knox, Becky Lynch, Humberto Carrillo, Braun Strowman, and Big E. So those are all available for pre-order at ringside. Make sure you use code Chick Foley when you do your pre-orders. And the UFC figures are in stock and ready for you to purchase over at over at ringside. Yeah, the only uh, the only one they don't have is the <clears throat> Donald Cerrone. He's the uh, he's the chase. They only have the chase available. Uh, the mm, his oh. his uh, regular version is not available on ringside, but uh, it is weird. It, not much, not much of a chase, huh? Yeah, no, not. I mean, that's uh, people are just like, yeah, I'm gonna buy the. I'd rather buy the chase over the. And as the uh, he comes with the white shorts, same thing with the uh, with the cowboy hat and everything. Those figures are actually really cool. Um, I'm not sure if I mean they're they're yeah, not they at, to scale with uh, the current uh, figures and stuff like that. A little bit smaller, but just the just the idea to have those uh those current uh, badasses of the UFC. As aren't they going to do? Awesome. Aren't they going to do future releases in scale with so, Mattel? Yeah. yeah. So basically, the the story is that so Jeremy just came on to Jazzwares like I think either right before or shortly after they got the uh, the AEW license. He didn't have anything to do with this first UFC series. It was yeah. already kind of in work, but now he's in charge of it, and they're going to be in scale with the AEW figures, which means they're going to be you know extremely close to in scale. Um, with with elites so yeah that would be awesome because yeah you definitely you know 
I, I had no problem throwing a Connor in uh, or, or, you know, like a Khabib. Um, some of the guys that Daniel Cormier throwing those in with uh, yeah. with some of my wrestling figures Nunez. on the display and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I said our, our Ronda Rousey is going to be shaking in her boots when we get Amanda Nunez <laughs> up in there. Going back to the uh, the ringside pre-orders, I think the uh, you know the most noteworthy figure that they put up there is the stunning Steve Austin. That's been a request yeah. for a long time, but um, huge caveat on that. To me, that figure is worthless if we don't get Brian Pillman from the Hollywood Blondes. Like I, I I'm not sure what his current status is if he's still on a Legends deal or not. But um, I you know I'm going to be very frustrated if he doesn't uh, you know if he doesn't get revealed very shortly that he's going to be released. So. Um, if not, yeah. you know, I'll be hitting my my buddy, uh, the Mad Reaper, to uh, to crank us out of Brian Pillman because yeah, you, you got to have it. You can't have one without the other. I'm a huge fan of the Hollywood Blondes. I, I love those guys. I think they were a little bit ahead of their time. Uh, they're in the early '90s in WCW, and that'd be a great addition to the collection having them as a tag team. True, but we kind of we kind of talked about this with the you know with the Bulldogs too. Like it's just it feels like they he had mentioned that you have to get these stars out while you have them on their their deals because you never know what can happen with these legends deals um and yep. if you're waiting around to have both of them at the same time like you could lose both or you could lose one so you may as well like make the figure and then you know if we if we can get the other tag team it's usually for tag teams if we can get the other tag team partner at some point in time like great but you know why why wait if you can put out one right no exactly. I'm, I'm throwing the, <laughs> i'm throwing the challenge flag on the field wwe just had their most profitable quarter in company history shell out the you know I, i've heard these legend deals are for pennies do what you got to do give mattel the money they need to make this happen we we uh, we figure collectors need this because i'm telling you it's going to bug me to death from the moment i get that stunning steve austin <laughs> figure until i have the brian pillman like it's going to keep me up at night not having uh but it's not Hollywood just blondes. it's not just mattel and you know they gotta isn't it like they have to deal with the families and stuff too like whoever has like the cut the check know. yeah <laughs> I, I guess so i don't know um, oh, also, uh, we got some Funko reveals this this week, which was super super exciting. Do you collect? You don't collect WWE Funkos, do you, Marco? I have I have some. I have uh, I actually have a, a few of them displayed. They're still in box. I don't take them out. I don't know why. I think this for Funkos for me. They just like the packaging is I don't know. They're stackable and stuff like that. But uh, I have a few. I have like like the like the John Cena. You can't see me one. I have the gold. Uh, Rock, that was the uh, the SmackDown oh, yeah. uh, anniversary one. Uh, Undertaker, Charlotte. Um, I have uh, not WWE, but Cody and uh, and um, Kenny Omega, that type of stuff. So yeah, I'm not and it's Sergeant Slaughter. I have as well. So like, I have like some of a collection because I actually like those ones there. But I'm definitely very interested in the uh, the Mister T and Hulk Hogan two pack. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, exclusive. I pre-ordered. Yeah, I pre-ordered that on Amazon. It was up. I don't know if it's up still, but um, yeah, I, pre- I did pre-order the Mr. T and Hulk Hogan two-pack. It's an Amazon exclusive. We do have a Rock and a Macho Man, like Space Cowboy Macho Man coming, which is super super exciting. And then there is an individual Mr. T that is that is um coming as well. So Mr. T is having his best year in twenty twenty. Yeah. Everyone doubted uh, Mr. T with the uh with the the SDCC exclusive. They were just like, oh, why would they? Do Mr. T and all this. Now he's just like most, well, probably one of the most sought after figures this year so far, especially uh, with the new two pack that's coming out with him and Roddy Piper. That's probably going to be pretty popular as well. And, uh, I know a lot of people say, like, oh, they're not going to be able to top last year with the Slim Jim Macho Man, but Mr. Mr. T is, is as much of his, as a figure in WWE as a lot of those like celebrities and a lot of those pretty much wrestlers are. He like ushered in WrestleMania oh, yeah. with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he made um, WrestleMania. Yeah, so like if you if anyone 
out of that like WWE's history that's that was long overdue for a type of figure. Uh, it's definitely Mr. T. He should. I mean, they should be. They'll probably make an ultimate. I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with a Mr. T ultimate at some point with a bunch of like cooler accessories. I'll probably hit up. I'll hit up Bill um, <laughs> on Twitter yeah. and see, uh, see if he's if he's gay for a uh, a UE Mr. Mr. T. Speaking of Mr. T, really quickly, I did want to add that our buddy, uh, our awesome buddy in the Facebook group, Alan Day, is doing like the best giveaway that I've uh, that is that we've done in our entire our entire history of the Chick Foley show. He's he's hosting this giveaway. It is for charity. Um, he is donating everything to the Gary Sinise Foundation. It helps military and veteran families. Um, if you are in our Facebook group, we're going to see if we can open it up to Instagram because we do want it to, you know, obviously to donate as much to charity as possible. But if not, you definitely want to get in on this by joining our Facebook group. You can go to chickfoleyshow.com and get started, get enrolled there. Um, but I mean, he is giving away like, like there's like 10 different prizes and our buddy Mike is actually throwing in a Mr. T um, elite figure for into the into the mix so yeah. you have an opportunity to win that as well and entries are only a dollar um and like i said all of the money is going to go to the gary sinise foundation so um if you want more information on that it is pinned to the top of our facebook group so go and check that out if you're already in there if you're not in there go to chickfollyshow.com get signed up and participate in this giveaway because it's for a great cause and alan day is really like he's really putting it put it all out there by giving us some awesome figures to give away so and then mike lanham again is donating the mr t so if you don't have that Get in there. It's worth your dollar to at least have a chance to win the Mr. T. Um, all right. And then we have the WWE Elite Royal Rumble Series. Uh, it will cont- be continuing into next year, and we can expect to see them revealed soon. So, mm. yeah. Well, who do you think it's going to be, Marco? Any speculations? Let me see. Who was, who was the last round? It was uh, Lita, The Rock. Bobby Lashley, Bobby Macho Lashley, Man, and The Rock. Man, right? Huh. That's kind of – I don't even know. Um, so, ninety four Royal Rumble, Bret Hart has been one of my most wanted figures for a long time. You know, that's yeah. from early in the night. He, uh, you know, got his leg kicked out of his leg by his yeah. little brother Owen, <laughs> and then he, uh, and then he came back to win the or to, to tie for the win in the Rumble with Lex Luger that night. So that that would be cool. Um, I, I don't really know what else they could do. You know, they've done damn near everybody. They could do Shawn Michaels from either one of the Royal Rumbles. He's one. Shawn Michaels always makes a great figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna say like a Stone Cold, but Stone Cold, Stone Cold, and it's not. <laughs> so yeah. His figures pretty yeah. much all look the same. I'm not sure how you can make it look different, but uh, maybe like if that'd be pretty cool if they focus on like uh, Royal Rumble, like the actual Royal Rumble like matches, and like you said, just do like a like a Bret Hart, a Shawn Michaels, like the winners of the Royal Rumble. That'd be mm-hmm. pretty cool if they did that type of thing. Maybe obviously John Cena, Triple H, but um, they usually go with the the obscure type of. One so they had like the Bobby Lashley with the belt, right? He had the ECW title. Was that for the Royal Rumble? Was I that think it? That was yeah. from like when he defended that belt at like the 2006 or 2007 Royal Rumble. Or yeah. Something. So, yeah, definitely um, uh pretty obscure selection. Yeah, I'm, ass- I'm assuming maybe. I mean, it'd be pretty cool if they did like a Drew McIntyre um from uh last year's Royal Rumble. Oh no, this year's Royal Rumble. Jeez, mm-hmm. this year's been going on forever. Um, but yeah, that, just to commemorate that, I mean. Pretty Oscars. That was probably one of the best Royal Rumbles in recent memory. Um, and I know we don't we don't have enough Seth figures. So if we want to get a Seth from Royal Rumble too, that would yeah, be, that's that, that is okay also true. That. Yeah, we definitely need a Seth Rollins and maybe even Nia Jax. She uh, her showing oh, up at the Royal yeah. Rumble and, 
and true, taking true. a super kick, an RKO, and a six one nine, six one nine, yeah, <laughs> and get tossed out. That'd be pretty cool to commemorate her uh, her appearance in the Royal Rumble. So that would we'll be see. cool. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to weekly purchases. Marco, what did you pick up this week? Oh boy. So uh, let's see. Um, got the uh, the the Ultimate Warrior uh, gift box. Uh, that yes. the uh, WWE Legend Shop that they recently opened up. So uh, WWE Shop opened up a separate website uh, for Legends apparel. So all your favorite Legends are they have their own separate website now. You can go see their their, their shirts aren't intermingled with the 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 current roster or anything like that. So um, it looks like the Warrior was a start of that, and I believe Macho Man might be the next one. Uh, that's that's going to be awesome. I hear so. Um, it, it is really cool. Um, Dana Warrior actually did an unboxing. Of I it. saw that. Yeah. Um, some really cool memorabilia. There's like a piece of the uh, ring mat with uh, Ultra Warrior's um, uh, face paint embroidered on it. There's a uh, there's like a little almost looks like a belt buckle of the uh, Inter- Intercontinental title. Um, the actual box itself is like is awesome. Like the artwork inside the yeah, box. Yeah, you got to keep that box. That box yeah. is made. Have you do, have you already opened yours? I haven't opened it yet. No, um, I, it was, the, I was uh, actually um, replacing all my. Uh, so we bought new car seats because um, mm-hmm. all the, the girls are getting huge. So we had to change all the car seats. So I'm like putting in the car seats, and I see like uh, the FedEx truck pull ups pull up, <laughs> and I'm like, the hell on a Sunday? I was like, this is so weird. He's like, hey, what's going on, man? He drops a box, and I'm like, I walk over. It's like WWE Legends. I was like, I was like, I just I was, it was a, it literally ordered on Friday. It was like oh, maybe awesome. Thursday or Friday. I was like, that was really fast. Um, but yeah, so that, that that was pretty exciting. Um, I saw there's a uh, there's a figure that comes with. Is that like a micro brawler or what kind of figure is that? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's almost it kind of like a micro brawler, but not really a micro brawler. There's uh, WWE has their own version of the micro brawler, and I know there's like some te- kind of like weird thing going on with that. But uh, I actually did a, get the new pro wrestling crate for this uh, for August as well. Uh, which is what was pretty, the theme for this month? Um, it was it was kind of scattered. It was uh, Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, Cole Cabana, Walter, and I'm forgetting someone. That's random. random Yeah, random. Yeah, the Walter was an autograph of Walter. It was actually the picture of him. Uh, uh, he has that guy over the ropes, and he's like planted, like his like fist is in that dude's chest, and you see like the the outline of like his like basically skin going around. Is it was pretty cool. Um, the Cole Cabana is a pin, uh, which is pretty sick. Um, oh, uh, Honky Tonk Man was the micro brawler actually in it. Which is pretty cool. So it was a honky tonk man micro brawler. People love those damn micro brawlers. I'm we never got we never got into those, but people are so into those. Yeah, my uh, my son wants me every time I like open one up, he's like, oh, he's like he wants me to open it. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if I should open because I have the I have the Matt Cardona and the Brian Myers ones. Yeah, as well. And he's just like, oh, he's like, are we gonna open? I'm like, nah, I'm not sure if we can open these yet. Poor kid, <laughs> poor kid. <laughs> like, oh, he just sees like cool little cartoon toys, character, man. They're like, toys, toys, yeah. and it's just like, Ugh. but I might just let him do it. Uh, but anyway, the other one was a Grail thing that I've been like teasing for like the past like yeah. Two weeks. Feel like, I feel like it's been a month so, that I've been hearing about this Grail, so it better be pretty I'm gonna, damn special. I'm gonna one. give you the first part of the Grail. So this is it's pretty big. I might have to hold, let me back up a little bit. It's a, it's a it's a it's kind of like a, a carrying thing. So I'll show you this. Let me see if you guys can guess what this is. Can you see it? Is it? I have no idea what that Something is. Something for the turtles. Yeah, so it's the uh, so it's basically the SDCC bag that they used when they had the uh, oh, the nice. SDCC exclusive turtles. Yes, um, 
So it's like it's a huge bag. It's it's basically the uh, channel, the the news channel, channel three, with yeah. the foot soldier, foot soldier uh, logo graffiti on it. on it. But then along with it came these, which I've, I've never had in my collection before. Oh, this nice. guy here. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so the movie turtles here. That's so awesome. Yeah. So the, for those of you who can't see, obviously he's showing us yeah. it's the SDCC pack up of the of the movie turtles. We got we have the movie turtles, but we got them all individually. Like they repacked yeah. them after obviously yeah. after SDCC. But yeah, that that four pack is really freaking dope. The second part of the grill is is this right here too. This is the second part of the oh, grill. Oh, that is right. so right sick. Yes. So yeah. So nice. the. Uh, we have the, that. The, yeah, the Splinter being captured it's by called, Shredder. It's called like the capture the of Splinter, Splinter, I think, is it, right? Yeah. That Splinter figure is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. the Splinter, the detail um, on that is just insane. Yeah, see, so yeah, the, the movie Turtles are, that was, I think I said this like a while back, like when I first, like when I was on the show, when I first started on the show, I, I wanted to get into like the Turtles, yes, uh, I movie Turtles that. anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, there's there's another one, which I, I probably will never get, but I definitely want is the, uh, the Spirit. The splinter, the spirit of splinter. Yeah, it was like one. a wrestle. I'm uh, not a wrestle crate. It was like a loot crate exclusive. Yeah, loot crate. Right? Yeah, they just actually did a recent. Uh, they recently did a uh, turtle one. I think Tom actually uh, from the Running Pod. He actually did a video on a, on the new YouTube channel. Actually, go check it out. Uh, he did a uh, loot crate unboxing of the uh, the turtles one. It comes with like a shredder and um, some other cool stuff. So yeah, definitely take a look at that. But yeah, I've been sought after these for a while. So I got the Casey Jones and the Raphael two pack last week. Uh, oh, yeah. that. <clears throat> that's pretty much it other than that's that, awesome. the ufc figs but yeah i'm super stoked to to get these um i said i'm a huge turtles fan yeah the and, uh seth and i were talking about how they need to just start selling like you know two and four packs of like just foot soldiers you know all the photographers and everything like you need oh, like yeah. a lot of like foot you soldiers you know yeah you need like an oh, army it's almost like stormtroopers you know like i always thought black series would would be really good if they just actually packed up a bunch of stormtroopers together for you to purchase so you could like actually just create like an army um not that we need them you know we don't do that much photography with our turtles that are, they're just display pieces but for all those people out there that like you know do some awesome awesome stuff yeah. um it would be an easy way to get it for more of a value than buying everything individually what did we pick up this week seth uh so definitely can't match marco yeah he, he came <laughs> in with some big boy purchases that was some heavy hitting stuff um for figure wise it was actually a pretty light week the only thing we got was so actually um, I bought them a while back, but I really, uh, you know, we, we didn't want to share them with anybody until they were complete. So I, I scored some some random Steiner Brothers elites off of eBay and uh, but they didn't come with the Michigan Letterman jackets, you know, and if you got the, the, the classic Steiner Brothers team, you got to have the Michigan jackets. So I actually had started off um, hitting up Ralph's figure clothing, which is out of the Philippines. They're, uh, you know, custom figure shirts off off of uh, Instagram. They're like my go to guy uh for for just t-shirts and stuff but i always go to ralph's which is a company out of the philippines that makes incredible um clothing for your figures you know they made uh, a few different jackets for me they made jackets for my brain busters um they made a, a chalk line jacket for an ultimate warrior figure that we have mm-hmm. awesome. um and i hit them up but i guess because of covid the philippines aren't shipping to the united states right now so I ended up having to go with a backup. Um, Eminem Figure Clothing actually stepped up and said, yeah, I can do them for you. And he did an outstanding job. So um, can't recommend them enough. You know, the the stitching on it's awesome. Like, it, it, you know, Sheena posted a picture on the account, but they look really good. Um, and I'm just happy to have the Steiners. You know, I know Scott Steiner's on, I got a lot of bad blood with WWE, so I don't see him uh, signing any kind of deal with them in the future. But I had to have them as a team uh, yeah. in the figure collection. They were just such an important tag team back in the day. So I got those. 
Um, that was really it figure wise. Other than that, uh, you know, we had our, our normal um, huge chalk line haul. I got a Becky Lynch uh, shirt from chalk line. Then we got the uh, the Raw is War shorts, the uh, WCW NWO Revenge shorts and um, the SpongeBob shorts, which were pretty cool because they actually came in a little pouch that looks like the the, rapper. the uh, SpongeBob uh, popsicle box. So hopefully chalk line keeps staying uh you know, if they keep doing creative stuff like that with the packaging, they're going to put even more of a hurting on my wallet than they already do. But we love those guys at Chalkline. Um, they've always been huge supporters of, of Sheena and, and they take good care of us over there. So, uh, you know, support Chalkline. Yeah. And I've, I've said this on the, the show before, but like they have a big presence, but they really are like a small company. Like it's literally just like a handful of dudes like pumping all this like creative, yeah. amazing stuff out. Like, you know, it feels like they're so big because in the wrestling world, like there's like literally chalk line. Uh, everybody's wearing chalk line. All the freaking superstars are wearing chalk yep. line. Um, but they really are like a, a small operation. So definitely support those guys over there. We, we love them. Um, all right. Is that it? I feel like we, is that all we had this week? That's it. Man. Wrestling purchases. They had a lot of sneakers coming in, but I don't think the listeners are interested in that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, cool. So we will. Oh, speaking of before we move off of our go figure segment, can we please talk about for a moment uh, Seth Rollins's ring gear and how we need that as an elite like ASAP? Not that I can like tag oh, yeah. Bill because I'm like, maybe you can tag him on Twitter because I'm, I'm blocked on Instagram, obviously. But he wore the Halloween Havoc gear from... Um, from Rey Mysterio, like he like reinvented it and put his little jacket over it. It looked so freaking awesome. So if you guys didn't see his gear this weekend, it was super mage. And I hope we get a figure of that in the near future. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a, it was a huge, uh, when I, I tweeted that out, um, Saturday, that was like probably the biggest, um, tweet I had over the weekend. A lot of people were, they definitely, yeah. cause I said, Oh, can we get a two pack of, of, uh, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio and, and their respective gears and stuff like that. And uh, a lot of people are, in agreement, they definitely would want to see something like that. Um, an elite two pack, I said, not a basic. Yeah, we we posted so. it on the Instagram, and that that it blew up. Like it was like it, everybody is on is on board for that. Yeah, Even if people who aren't figure collectors, are the like, Ray hey, already yeah. exists. Remember, we got that Ray mm-hmm. in Elite yeah. sixty seven yeah. last year. So you know they've already shown that they can execute that color scheme and stuff. So at least need to make it happen because that was definitely a uh, very awesome choice of green gear by Seth. Yeah, cool. I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give uh, Ray Mysterio props on that too. They probably collaborated on that, and obviously Seth probably had to ask like, "Hey, is is it okay if I uh, uh, replicate your iconic?" Uh, <laughs> I don't think Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins shouldn't have to ask permission. He literally like put like Dominic on the map. He let Dominic come true. in with that. You know what I mean? Like out of respect, it's not, it's not every true uh, respect yeah. out of out of respect for Ray. But I mean, literally, Seth Rollins like the biggest dude like biggest star in the company is wrestling a newcomer yeah dominic at SummerSlam. you know yeah and hey, another quick plug for the younger listeners out there so the the ring gear in question that seth was kind of mocking for ray's halloween havoc 1997 uh ray mysterio versus eddie guerrero for the wcw cruiserweight <laughs> yeah. championship go watch it i think you guys have had it for a retro wrestling yeah, recommendation before but it is without a shadow of a doubt one of the uh, best wrestling matches that uh, you could ever go and watch. For as far as cruiserweight style goes, it, it sets the bar. It's definitely the best cruiserweight match yeah. ever. So, if you haven't seen it yet, get on WWE Network, go watch that right now. Awesome. All right, well, we are going to head into our quarantine and chill segment. This segment is sponsored by 
homage. Our friends over there, you can use code CHICK for 20% off your order. Uh, this segment, we kind of just kind of go off the cuff and let you guys know some non-wrestling things that you can do to to waste your time during, uh, you know, during the COVID era when you have a lot more time at home. Um, you know, maybe you're working from home and you want some pods in the background or, you know, you, you're not going out to the movie. So maybe you need something to watch in the evening, some Netflix and chill. So we have some quarantine and chill. What is your quarantine and chill suggestion, Seth? What, what do the people need to be So watching? mine is still uh, wrestling related. All right. Just because I'm obsessed with wrestling. It's what I like to do and it's fun. So I would check out the Game Marks podcast. It's uh, They started up about a year ago, but basically they just pick a different uh, wrestling video game every week and just do a deep dive into it. Um, it it's just, you know, for, for people who have been watching this stuff and, and enjoy playing the, the video games and stuff for a long time, it's just a huge uh, nostalgia trip um, going down, taking a look at all the different games. They, they, they started back the games from the early 80s all the way up to the newest stuff. A uh, ton of fun. It's an easy listen. And I definitely recommend checking it out. Awesome. What about you, Marco? What should the people be listening, watching, reading? Um, so uh, this is going to sound weird. Maybe not. But uh, so Carmella and Corey Graves actually have a podcast together called Bear With Us. Um, Did not know that. That is yeah. news to me. Uh, so it's, it's it's really entertaining. Obviously, they're a couple. So they're like mm-hmm. their banter is really good. Um it just started, so it's not like you have to like, like access like a deep catalog of their shows, stuff like that. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoy his podcast through the After the Bell podcast that he has with the uh, WWE uh, podcast and network. There, um, the only other thing uh, that I would recommend watching is definitely the uh, WWE Twenty Four. Uh, WrestleMania, the show must go on. Have you guys watched that yet? No, yeah, it's definitely piqued my interest. I'm like super excited to see like kind of how it all unfolded, you know, at the the last minute. Because as we all know, like WWE was like hanging on to the very last moment, like they were not going to they were not going to give it up. So I'm curious to see how it all kind of just like came to a head, and they decided that like they they were not going to they were going to shut it down. Yeah. So yeah, they they it's a lot of interviews, and obviously with everyone involved, uh, Triple H included. Obviously, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, they're kind of like the focus of of the uh, show. Um, you know, Drew talks about you know him winning the title during it, like him uh, pointing at the camera and doing the uh, thank you thing. He's yes. like, that was completely off the cuff; wasn't expected to do that type of stuff. And then the uh, the main attraction of it, you probably if you haven't seen it on social media yet, it's been out there. The clip is floating around. Uh, Vince McMahon showing. Gronk had a fall off the platform. Did you guys see that video yet? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, I saw that. Pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so seventy-five-year-old now, seventy-five-year-old Vince McMahon um, is showing uh, Gronk. Gronk scared to jump off the uh, remember that platform that um, uh, what do you call it? Elias fell off of. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. Corbin threw him off of. Um, so it's the same platform, and you know Gronk's having second thoughts and. He, he doesn't want to do it. He's just like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. And Vince McMahon's like up there like, hey, this is all you got to do. And he just climbs over the railing and just falls off. Just 75-year-old Vince just on the edge, just oh drops, drops to the God. pad. And everyone's just like, they're just praising him. Like, he's 75 years old. He's a billionaire. He doesn't have to do anything like that. But that's the type of person he is. He's He always, if you probably heard that thing about Vince McMahon, he, he never does anything. He never tells you to do anything that he wouldn't do. And, oh, yeah. uh, he Steve showed Austin's you right there. That bunch, yeah, yeah. Especially if you watch the attitude era, he's taking chair shots to the head, bed yeah, to the taking, head, uh, taking stink back. faces from Rikishi and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, I really like, complain yeah. when, when the bosses and all this stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's 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 really awesome just to see like you know all the stuff that you hear about Vince McMahon. Like uh, he's out of touch. He doesn't know what's going on. That type of stuff. 
I, I would probably say he's very much in touch with what's what's going on in wrestling more than probably what most people think. Um, that guy lives, breathes, and sleeps wrestling. He doesn't really sleep from what I from what I've read. But uh, just seeing him do that, I was just like that. That, that brings you back a little bit. You're just like, oh, I don't even think he's real anymore. I I think it's like a weekend at Bernie situation we got going on. <laughs> he's he, like a puppet. I think he's like a They're robo like, Vince. Yeah, he just like they just like wheel him out there, and he's like beep boop beep boop, you know. And, and he, ju- <laughs> he jumped right back up too. Like he did the drop. He like fell off the platform, and no one helped him up. He rolled off the pad and got up himself. Like it, it, it was it was pretty amazing to watch. And it just, it just like I said, it just brings you back to like this is why you're a fan of 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 wrestling and him like just seeing him do that type of stuff because he's not doing it anymore you're just like oh my god he actually really is showing someone like hey you can do it i can if i can do this i'm a 75 year old guy anyone can do this so yeah it was pretty cool yeah definitely watch it it's a really good show and it, it makes you feel for like that whole that whole part that whole time of like wrestlemania being uncertain and the whole like they bring up to the hype of like oh it's going to be in this big stadium and it's going to be in an open roof and yeah. it's going to be this big atmosphere and the biggest grandest stage. And then everything just I really down. wish we could have at least seen what it would have been like with like the pirate ship and like what they would have yeah. cooked up as far as like the atmosphere in Tampa. Um, but you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll never know. Yeah, uh, but no. I am excited to watch that 24. Um, I was going to suggest the other day we signed into Netflix and there was a new show called high score. And it's all about like the history of like your favorite video games. So it's like, you know, the rise of Nintendo it talks mm. about street fighter, mortal Kombat. Um, you know, how, how like Sonic kind of helped launch Sega Genesis, um, and all of that. So yeah, it's called uh, high score and it's new on Netflix. So I haven't got to check it out yet, but I did see like the, the trailer of it the other day when I got on. So that is, that is my quarantine and chill awesome. recommendation. Um, so I'm going to let the heel husband take this one. Um, we do have some random merch of the week to talk about and the heel husband <laughs> has, a, <laughs> has, a, has a story to, to share with you guys. Um, so take it away, your husband. Yeah. So for random merch of the week. So this has actually caused a lot of uh, drama and controversy around the uh, the Phelps household <laughs> this week. So back in like 2015, um, Sheena got into this this like collection that WWE was selling on a, a WWE shop. It's it's these tiny statues um, of uh, of wrestling figures imagined as zombies. They're kind of like. They're really kind of in the style of like lawn gnomes. Yeah, they're uh, like resin statues, and they're they're by a company called Forever Collectibles. Yeah, they're really really nice. Um, they all kind of got you know unique touches and everything. And um, Sheena bought you know o- over a dozen of them, you know. And and I was I kind of just uh, was not only kind of half ass paying attention to this, you know, because Sheena's just obsessed with Halloween. So I was like, all right, just some more Halloween stuff. Sheena's getting cool. Um, and since then, you know, my OCD as far as collecting has only gotten worse over the last couple of years. And she started digging these out again. Uh, Granted, I've had these for five years, uh, over five years at this point. Yeah. And I, I had known before that she had passed on getting the Wyatts because they were only selling the Wyatts as a three pack. This is the original Wyatt family, Luke Harper, uh, Bray Wyatt and, and Eric Rowan. So she passed on them as a three pack because they were, almost, you know, I don't know why. I guess she was just. She so was, here's the deal. I love to collect things, but I'm also I'm also semi semi frugal. Like you may skate. not. Yeah, you may not know that about me, but like I, I'm 
tight with a dollar. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just like, like to spend frivolously. Um, and so the, when I bought the other zombie figures, they were all on sale. Okay. So they were all like part of a sale that WWE was having, but for some reason, the Wyatt three pack was not a part of that sale. They were the same, the same line of figures, the same thing, but they were selling all three together and they weren't a part of that sale. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, I'll just wait till they go on sale you know what I mean? Like everything in WWE shop goes on sale, but then it just kind of like fell off the radar, I guess. So, so yeah, so it, uh, so I never, I only kind of halfway paid attention to it. I knew she had passed on the, on the Wyatt stone. Then they sold out. And it just always annoyed me. Like, you know, we had this almost perfect collection of zombies, except for these three. And it was just such, you know, no offense, Sheen, but it was just such a, a, a dumb reason to pass. <laughs> them, you know? like, especially like, it's like, you're going to buy 15 tiny zombie <laughs> WWE statues and then pass on the last three because they're too expensive, you know? So that always annoyed me. Um, and I'd kind of just forgotten about it, but then she dug them out again. Uh, cause we kind of been doing a little bit of, uh, you know, downsizing and stuff, selling a bunch of old stuff. Um, and it really bugged me again. So I got to looking at it. And I realized how hard these things were to find, you know, like the last uh, the last Eric mm-hmm. Rowan that sold was in like 2016, you know. So mm-hmm. this isn't something that you can just hop on eBay and find very, very, uh, you know, I don't think it's so much very that, niche product. I don't know. Yeah, it's not like he sold for like 25 bucks. So it's not that it's like, expensive. you know, so expensive, but there's just not very many of them. You know, and I think the people that got them either probably got them and broke them or forgot about them or, you know, they just really want them and they're keeping them. So. And then I got to digging and found out there was even more that she doesn't have, you know. So <laughs> there was also a CM Punk, which we got ordered, an AJ Lee, which we got ordered. There's a Hulk Hogan, which is was awesome, you know. It's really similar to the Mattel um, Hogan Zombies figure. That one hasn't been seen on eBay in like three years. So uh, we're on the hunt now for a, uh, a Hulk Hogan, Eric Rowan, Bray Wyatt, and uh, I think that's it. That's, that's the, it, That's yeah. the three that we need right now. And we'll have them all. But that's as far as I know, you know. I've been, I, I've been doing some research on it and finding all these ones are missing and um, it's just really frustrating because I, you know, we could have this perfect collection of these stupid little lawn gnome zombies, and we don't. And I've told Sheena like I'm, as, I've been, I've been as, as frustrated with this as I have been with anything in the, you know, the 17 years we've been together. That's how angry I am because it just, you know, it's scratching my collector itch. Um, it's ticking off my like OCD. You know, like I just don't know why you wouldn't go ahead and complete the set because they are really cool. You know, I never now the more I'm paying attention to them, I'm seeing all the detail on them and. The craftsmanship, like they are some really awesome little statues, and I just want the whole set. You know, I'm thinking how cool it's going to be when you know October rolls around and we get these things on display. But I told her, you know, I, I got you know half of mine to just go ahead and sell off the whole thing if we're not going to be able to complete this. So <laughs> I haven't made my mind up yet. I'm thinking maybe Halloween 2021. If we can't complete the collection by then, we're just going to sell off all what we have. Because why do we, you get to decide if we sell off the zombie I'm statues? Because I'm in charge of collecting it. We're just you know we're not going to have this whole collection with like three missing. So on the off chance that anybody is listening, if you have a Eric Rowan, Bray Wyatt or Hulk Hogan, uh, forever collectibles, uh, zombie statue hit us up. We, you know, we stay PayPal ready and, uh, we'll open up the bag to make it happen to complete this collection. Cause these things are really cool. Um, if you go on eBay and just search WWE forever collectibles, there's some cool pieces, you know, I've been learning about them. It looks like these guys specialize in, uh, they make a lot of bobbleheads and, you know, just similar to this, like little, like, you know, seven to eight inch, uh, resin statues, um, so a lot of cool merch out there, a cool little company. I'm not sure if they're still, um, doing stuff for WWE, but there is a lot of stuff on eBay that they've done. Um, and, and the zombies are definitely cool. So I'm looking forward to getting these on display and hopefully we can complete the collection here in uh, the near future. 
know, yeah, they, this is this has been five years. Like I've I, I I've know. literally pulled these out in every Halloween for five years, and it's just now a problem. A problem, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I always that, knew about the Wyatts, but I didn't. But now the fact that uh, you know we're finding these Hogan CM Punks that existed and stuff like that's that's what's really got. Well, the CM Punk yeah, and so, the AJ Lee came out before I even started collecting them. They came out the year before, so they weren't even an option to purchase. But yeah, I guess I could have went on eBay and got them. But it just that's just not. I don't know. You know, I, I yeah. was always am like that. So I remember uh, on uh, on the Major Bros, they actually have a uh, a Zack Ryder one. Did you did you guys hear uh-uh. that episode? I guess. So they so those they they made a cup. They were on WWE Shop as well. Uh, they it wasn't a zombie one. It was just a regular Zack Ryder zombie gnome. And they Zack Ryder someone, has some seriously random merch. Yeah. So like they, I guess they, someone was bidding on it, um, and it went for like so. It went for like an astronomical amount of money. Someone purchased one. Um, so they talked about that, but then like the next week they did the next show. They're like, yeah, there was another one that popped up, another Zack Ryder lawn gnome that someone found and put up for a bid on eBay. So like those things are actually out there. There's, there's other WWE shop had these other lawn gnomes lawn just floating gnomes. around. They're just not showing up on, on eBay. Um, I'll have so, to check. Yeah. Cause I think it's just, it's just such an obscure piece. It's not something that you yeah, would, weird. you would think that people would like collect, I guess. They but- definitely weren't mass produced. Yeah. No, definitely not. No, they, the only oh. two that I've known of so far of uh, Zach Ryder, but yeah, that's 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 a. I mean, it's cool because it's it's Halloween as well, so there's zomb- zombie versions of your soup WWF well, superstar. You know what WWE. else really? You know what else really chaps my ass about it? So this was like this was in 2015 when I bought these. Um, you know, so I, obviously right as like Seth Rollins is having his like you know his freaking rise to becoming the Seth Rollins that yeah. we know and love today. Um, but they, so they made a Dean Ambrose, uh, zombie. They made a Roman Reigns zombie, but they <sighs> never made Seth Rollins. So I have two out of the three members of the show. Uh, like they, they did not make a Seth Rollins. Like what the freaking hell, you know, like how cool would it have been to have the shield zombies? I'll post a picture of these, all of these guys on the, um, on Instagram. So you guys can see, I posted a picture of the Luke Harper today, but just so you guys can see all the different details and all the different figures. I mean, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin, Brock Lesnar, Kane, Triple H, uh, Page. So yeah, it's it's like a whole it's a whole thing. Undertaker. Yep. Um, all right. So that is random merch. Um, hopefully our marriage survives uh this, this random merch <laughs> situation. It's on the rocks. It, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely rocky over here. Um <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna jump right into our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. Yes, yeah, so we decided on it. Totally forgot about the theme music. Anyway, so we decided on the. Uh, <laughs> We're up with the production values yeah. around here. Uh, so, so we decided on the. Um, so, since the return of Roman Reigns, obviously, uh, we wanted to pick a match that. Uh, a really good Roman Reigns. He, he has a lot of really good matches, uh, but one that sticks out the most was uh, WrestleMania 31 uh, in his match against uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, the match itself was really, really. Uh, I mean, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was basically. If you hear the story behind it, uh, Paul Heyman talks about it, where um, they basically wanted Brock Lesnar just basically just kick the crap out of Roman Reigns the whole match, uh, just make him look kind of like how he did with our John Cena, just take him to suplex city and uh, give the fans what they want. And, um, and uh, Roman Reigns, his rebuttal was like that. 
he did an interview about it. He was like, yeah, that wasn't happening. He was like, if Brock Lesnar hits me, I'm hitting him back, that type of thing. So um, obviously the two, the two, uh, the two men, like real men. So uh, <laughs> if someone's going to uh, haul off and, you know, hit somebody, it's, it's, they're just going to go at it. And that's what uh, Roman's uh, attitude was towards that. Um, if, if Brock did get out of line essentially, or either one of them got out of line, yeah. uh, but it ended up being a really good match. I think, I think he did bust uh, Roman open on that match, right? Oh, well. no, no, Roman, Roman busted Brock. Brock open. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's what, yeah. So, so he did. So that's he, where the, that's where the winds started to change. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. He did say something. Uh, he said, he did say if, 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 uh, you know, Brock took Liberty that he was going to take Liberty himself. Obviously he knows who Brock Lesnar is. He knows what type of athlete he is, but he's not going to let anyone, you know, show him up at all. So, um, if that was a, if that was a game plan of just Brock coming in there and just kicking the crap out of me, I'm just going to do it back. So, um, they made out for a great match and obviously we know what happens at the end. The, uh, the, uh, the first ever money in the bank cash in on a WrestleMania uh, stage, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins comes in like a burglar of the night. It was takes a title. Epic, we were there in the house, you know, oh. obviously we were there to, to cheer for Seth Rollins. Um, he lost to Randy Orton earlier in the night. So we were all salty, like son of well, a, you he know, lost, he lost with the greatest RKO, RKO of ever. all time. Yeah. yeah that's very true. It was like the curb stomp into the RKO. Yeah. So yeah, you can't, you can't, it was epic, but still you never want to see like your favorite wrestler lose. Um, and then we went into Roman Reigns, who's our other favorite wrestler fighting Brock Lesnar. And I mean, we never even, I, it was just, we were so into the match of Roman versus Brock. Cause it was so damn good yeah. that like, I never even saw Seth Rollins like coming, you know, like I spent, this is the theme of the episode. I never even saw it coming, <laughs> you know? And then he comes down and Lillian Garcia announces that it's going to be a triple threat. And it was just on like Donkey Kong from that, from that moment on. But yeah, I love that Brock got busted open the hard way. And um, have you ever watched the little, what, what was the documentary they did? And you can see Roman's mom. She's like all pissed off. Cause I guess she thought Roman was, was going to uh, win. WWE 24. I guess yeah. It, yeah, it might've been a 24. Um, but yeah, Roman's mom is like right there in the front row and she just goes, Oh, she saw Seth Rollins cash in. She's like, Oh, son of a, you know? Well, if you heard the days after they said that uh Sika had to be like restrained backstage. Cause he was so pissed off. Cause they all thought that Roman was a, uh, was one in the belt, but I just, I, I love that match. Like this match is actually in my top five, uh, all time favorite matches. Um, Roman just did a hell of a job. You know, like Sheena said, we were there. We were like the only two, it felt like we were the only two people in the whole stadium that were rooting yeah. for, Roman. for Roman. But, uh, you know, if you watch it by, by the end of the match, you know, the crowd was back, you know, on, on, on Roman's side when he started that comeback, hitting those Superman punches and, and the spears on Brock and, it was just incredible, you know, incredible, incredible match. It, it felt like a real fight, you know, and then Seth cashing in was just the icing on the cake. Like she yeah. said, we'd already, I'd already totally forgotten about Seth even having the briefcase. I was just so invested in this match. And then when his music hit, it was just, you know, it was euphoria, but just a really, really the pop was insane. Match. The I, pop was like un, unbelievable whenever, um, Seth Cashdie or whenever Seth's music hit. Um, and Brock, we have to give props to Brock because he sells like a freaking champ, dude. I mean, he made he made Roman look like a certified superstar just the way he like sells and like stumbles across the ring, you know, and obviously yeah. it's Paul Heyman there. Just- yeah, I actually think Brock is one of the more, you know, he's gotten so much hate over the last couple of years for just various reasons. I think he's actually to the point where he's underrated. You know, I, I don't I don't think people really appreciate how just good of a professional wrestler that Brock is. He's the man, but, but yeah, that match was just really incredible. I think from the moment, um, 
when when Roman pushes Brock into the post and he gets bloodied to the point when Seth gets the pinfall, that like six minutes right there, I think that's like, you know, just wrestling Nirvana. Everything about it's perfect. Like that's my like wrestling comfort food. Like if I'm ever like, you know, uh, you know, having a having a night call, having a little wind down before I go hit the bed, and I just want to watch like ten minutes. I put on the end of WrestleMania thirty one, and it, it always hits the spot. Awesome. Anything else to add on our retro wrestling recommendation this week, Marco? Um, I did it. Yeah, as far as like Brock Lesnar goes, we had this conversation uh, during the uh, his Royal Rumble um, performance earlier this year, where he pretty much uh, stayed half the Royal Rumble, and then. Obviously, got eliminated by Drew McIntyre. Um, just him selling uh, Keith Lee, like like mm-hmm. with Keith Lee, um, and they had that face. Yeah, he's a, who, he's a who the hell is this? Yeah, who the hell is this guy? Like, and then like Keith Lee hit him with that shoulder block, and then you know, like Brock Lesnar like yeah. falling back and just like looking like like stunned and surprised. Like he he's probably even John C- Cena said it earlier this year. He's he's probably the best. Well, not right now, but at the time, he's the best performer. In ring, as far as like you said, selling ability, like he really sells with people. Like when he's yeah. in the ring with smaller guys, like the match he had with AJ Styles was awesome. He sold for AJ Styles. Same thing with Daniel Bryan. Like when Daniel Bryan was doing those, like when he grabs your arms and stomps your head in that type of that move, like he he just he's he's just a, one of the like the best like grade A performer. But people just hate on him because obviously he just comes in and. Yeah, and when he does obviously. it, when he does it, it means something because he's literally just like kicked your ass for like the first half of the match. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's like a freaking F five you and you know su- took you to Suplex City, and then all of a sudden, like you know, you you have your like hook, you hook up a little bit, and then come back, and it's like, oh damn, yeah, you know, but, and yeah, like, he oh makes God, it look so- meaningful. Yeah, and people get mad at like- him for not being there, but I mean, dude, that's Vince McMahon pays him. I mean, that's that's what he's worth, you know, Brock. He yeah. wants to show up, you know, 10 to 15 times a year and the rest of the time just chill out on his farm in Canada. So, and dude, yeah. the, the numbers don't lie. People watch Brock Lesnar. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? Like people, people tune in and watch Brock Lesnar. He, he is a draw, you know, especially yeah. for the casual fan like that, you know, doesn't doesn't watch week to week. Like they're like, oh, damn, you know, Brock Lesnar's fighting. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you for another awesome show. Um, we are going to roll up out of here. Uh, got out, got out a little early tonight, man. It's awesome. Love this. Yeah. Uh, but we do want to shout out some of our our friends on uh, our other pods and social medias that we love and care about. So I'm gonna turn that over to Seth. Yeah. So we'll start off with uh, you know fully posable. We've been longtime listeners of of Scott and Jeff over there. Love everything they got going on. Uh, special recommendation: if you could check out the episodes where they have their parents on, they're just like legit the most wholesome people you've ever heard. You know, it it just makes you smile from ear to ear listening to them. Um, also the run in pod, our friends over there. Um, so that, that's our two podcast recommendations for the week. Um, it's my first time giving, giving plugs out on here. Uh, so for Instagram, I'm going to give just one, uh, it's to the mad reaper. You know, there's a lot of customizers out there, a lot of really, really talented customizers, but mad reaper is on another level, you know, um, that he, he's incredible. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, the, uh, uh, hopefully I'm not breaking kayfabe for him here, but his first name's Lane. I'm not sure if Lane is taking commissions right now or not, or if he's just working on the stuff he wants to work on. But if you are ever in the market for customs and you want them done right, you want something that where you don't have to question if your, uh, your, your money is well spent or not go with, uh, the mad reaper. He, he's the man, he's, he's the best in the game. Hopefully I don't piss anybody off by saying that, but I, I think it's kind of unquestioned at this yeah. point. Um, hit him up. For sure. And I have one one Instagram plug that I want to give a, a 
follow too is our our buddy figure kingdom on instagram he is just an all in all like amazing dude his talent speaks for itself he is like one of the best fig photographers in the game he comes into our facebook group every friday gives us behind the scenes look of what he's shooting he gives us an exclusive first look of um of his shots which is super cool and before he even posts them to instagram so please follow at figure kingdom uh you will not be you will not be disappointed marco you got anybody that you want to love on this week uh yeah definitely uh our man extra cooler um one of the most phenomenal artists out there as far as uh um anything um he he does commissions and stuff like that too as well uh he actually designed the new uh chick foley uh shirt that yeah, we have as awesome. well he designed a lot of the shirts that uh we have so um awesome dude great to work with as well um really nice just hit him up in his dms and tell him what you want and he'll he'll do it if you go on his uh um ig page you can see all the different commissions he's done for um people throughout so it doesn't obviously have to always be wrestling it could be he could literally draw anything so uh, he's a man of many talents, and I definitely would uh, reach out to him uh, if you have any ideas and stuff like that. So, yep. And yeah, our man, our man Nick over at Extra Cooler, actually just illustrated a brand new book called "S is for Suplex." If yep. you are a parent, you definitely need it in your library because, like I've, I've said a million times, you're tired of reading Llama Llama and Sesame Street oh, over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, you want something that you can you can kind of like find interest into, and it's such a it's such a good book. We have a copy, um, so you can go to at Extra Cooler. Um, and you, it'll link you to where you can purchase that book. But yeah, it's super, super awesome. It's by our friends also over at Trism Books. They they partnered with Extra Cooler and created this awesome masterpiece. So um, we're going to roll on out of here, guys. If you want to follow myself, it's at Chick Foley on Instagram. Marco is at Inglorious Gent. And he also runs the, twi- the Chick Foley Show Twitter at Chick Foley Show. And then you can find the heel husband over at Seth Phelps. But for myself, Marco and Seth, we're going to roll on up out of here. And uh, you'll never see us coming. See you later.